Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hey, it's Doug Gottlieb. You know, our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for fast, free shipping, free roadhouse protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of the best tires, like the highly consumer-rated hand-cooked Dynapro AT2 Extreme. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Everything you need to elevate your drive, simply go to TireRack.com slash sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. 56% of job seekers say their biggest challenge is finding a job that matches their qualifications, according to an Express Employment Professionals Harris Poll survey. The job search can be a lonely process, but Express Employment Professionals can be your one connection to finding a job that fits. Each year, hundreds of thousands of people find work through their local Express office. Find the location near you at ExpressPros.com. With no fees for job seekers, visit ExpressPros.com. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Listening to Fox Sports Radio. Boom! What up, America? Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio, coming live and direct from the city of Angels. Some of you watching on Facebook Live, thousands of you listening to us on Fox Sports Radio's hundreds of affiliates or on SiriusXM Channel 83, as well as the iHeart app. Welcome in. Hope you had a great weekend. This, the last week of summer, Labor Day weekend. Full slate of college football gets you ready for the NFL. Week four of the NFL preseason is going to be worse than ever because there's still 90 guys in all these rosters, 90 to 53. All of those other 37 players will be the ones mostly playing in these fourth exhibition games. So don't pay attention to the NFL. We'll talk to you about preseason injuries and this nonsense that people are discussing about those injuries. We'll also talk about why the Boston Celtics are going to smartly say, no tag backs, no tag backs. And um, kind of like when my kids play slug bug, like you had to play slug bug, no, no take backs. Hopefully they said no take backs with the Kyrie Irving, Isaiah Thomas trade. Because Cleveland apparently just found out that Isaiah Thomas had a hip injury. I know Isaiah Thomas missed the last two games of the playoffs. Who'd they play against? Oh, that's right. The Cleveland Cavaliers. And the Cavs are like, I can't believe he's got a hip injury. Okay. We'll talk about that upcoming. One of my favorite movies was ringing in my head as I watched Floyd Mayweather pick apart Conor McGregor in rounds four through the final round, round 10. That movie is The Usual Suspects. Remember this line? 
The greatest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing the world he didn't exist. Right. The greatest trick the world ever, the devil ever pulled was convincing the world that he didn't exist. And I was thinking, I've, I've called Floyd Mayweather a con man, and I think um, that may not be a, uh, an appropriate term. Con artiste. Not artist, artiste. He's not an artist like someone who's down at Venice Beach or at Jones Beach and can paint in your likeness really quick in like a cartoon character. This guy is the Michelangelo of con artists. He's so good that you don't even know what happened after it happened. Conor McGregor was in the round for 10 rings, 10, 10, in the ring for 10 rounds. Sorry about that. Dyslexic am I? Um, in, the ra- in the ring for 10 rounds, and he has, he has a little bit of an idea what happened, but still, he actually think he had a shot. I don't know. I, t- I took the early rounds pretty handy. He had to change his style. And fair play to him, he did. He adjusted. He changed his style, put the hands up and walked forward. He's composed. He's not that fast. He's not that powerful. But boy, is he composed in there. So he was making me throw when he was patient with his shots. Yeah, he's composed. He's composed. Look, I thought Connor was great in the post- post-fight uh, interviews, right? I-, I, thought- I think he was. He was great. And he made you believe that he had no idea what just happened to him. Because he thought... Hey, I'm, I always get a little wobbly. And like he was going to bounce back, and then he was going to knock him out. But Floyd Mayweather is so much smarter than all of you, all of us, and definitely than Conor McGregor, that McGregor doesn't even realize, well, he changed styles. No, he just had a game plan for how to make sure that you couldn't win. He took winning off the table. Because the only way that Conor McGregor could win, everybody said this, right, was... A counterpunch, a left hand, which, by the way, this should not go unnoticed. He landed a big uppercut in the first round. It didn't wobble Floyd Mayweather. So to anybody thinks that Conor McGregor had this incredible power advantage, it wasn't there. But as the fight wore on, you understood that Floyd knew the only way he could lose this fight was if he walked into a left hand and it knocked him out. And the best way to prepare yourself for that was take away the power. I was stunned by Showtime. I, I, I think, um, what's his name, Bernstein, who does the uh, Al Bernstein? I think he's very good. But let me just tell you how bad Showtime was, okay? I don't know the play-by-play guy. I know he does MMA stuff. I know he does boxing stuff. But he has Pauli Malgiani sitting next to him. Now, I don't remember Paulie Maggiani as a championship fighter. What I do remember him as, a championship fighter who has sparred in the ring with Conor McGregor. He is the only man on earth who can speak to what Conor McGregor was going to bring to the table. And never before the fight did somebody go, hey, you. Uh, yeah, Paulie Maggiani, who most of America, not fight fans, don't remember. What's he actually like? That never happened. But let me tell you why... Floyd Mayweather is not a con man. He's a con artiste. Artiste. First, he made you believe that he's the greatest fighter ever. Why do you think he's the greatest fighter? Well, he has it on his shorts, TBE, the best ever. He's told you. He's got this narrative of best pound-for-pound fighter in boxing. No, he's not. Triple G's a better fighter right now. Right? Does anyone who knows any... I don't know Boobkiss about the fight game. And fight guy, MMA guy, boxing guy, stop it. Okay, we know you know more about your niche sport than the rest of us, but I do know enough about it to know that 
everyone thinks Triple G is better in his division than Floyd is right now. So don't give me the best pound-for-pound fighter in the world. He's not the best pound-for-pound fighter at his weight class ever. What he's great at is conning you into believing it. Because when he fought Oscar De La Hoya, Oscar was over the hill. When he fought Manny Pacquiao, Manny Pacquiao was over the hill. When he fought Canelo Alvarez, is before Canelo Alvarez was fully mature enough to take that fight, to win that fight, to understand the strategy it took to win that fight. He's brilliant at when, where, and how he fights his opponents. And because of the record now, 15-0, he's got you believing. He's the greatest of all time. No, he's not. No one in boxing thinks he's the greatest of all time or even one of the top five of all time. But he's painted a picture that would make you believe that. And then you walk away from that fight going like, yeah, he's the greatest of all time. He fought a guy who's never been in a boxing match before. I'm not sure what that reassured us of. But he was smart. He had um, Unagi, if you've watched uh, Friends. That's not a salmon skin roll. Take a listen to what he said right after the fight about the game plan. Our game plan was to take our time, go to him, let him shoot all his heavy shots early, and then take him out at the end, down the stretch. I mean, like, if you go back and watch the fight, you're like, wow. And and please stop with, it's, this is, it's the, you remember when, um, uh, what's his name? Uh, Pryor, who's now the wide receiver for the Washington Redskins, was with the uh, Terrell Pryor, was a starting quarterback of the Raiders. When he was a quarterback for the Raiders, people were like, well, Terrell Pryor's not bad. Like, no, no, no. Everyone thought Terrell Pryor would be a complete and utter disaster. And because he was just okay, because he was just okay, people were like, oh, he's, no, he was bad. He just wasn't, he just lined up under center and occasionally completed a pass correctly. It's the power of expectations. That was not a classic fight. They weren't standing toe-to-toe and throwing blows. There wasn't one round that you say that's one of the best rounds I've seen all year, let alone in the history of boxing. But people walk away and go, that's a great fight. Why? Because many of us grew up, and I had friends at my house. I was in Vegas, and I was like, you know what? I want to watch it with my friends and my kids. I flew home. I watched my friends. I invited people over. And we all walked away going, yeah, it was better than we thought. Better than we thought is not good, and it's definitely not great. But there was not one moment to which Floyd Mayweather was not completely in charge. It was not going 100% according to plan. And the con was so good that at the end of it, you're like, well, what happened? And Connor's like, I had a chance. He's not good. He's just composed. Yeah, he had a game plan. He knew you were bigger, longer, a little bit stronger, and the only thought in his mind, his only way of losing was walking into a left hand that he wasn't expecting. And so he took away your power. Brilliant in its simplicity. And it was like the guys in Showtime didn't even realize. He wasn't throwing, he didn't throw a punch in the first four rounds in the first minute of each round. He just stood there with his hands up. He stood there with his hands up. And Conor McGregor is like, I'm wailing away. Hey, dope, we know you're wailing away. We want you to get tired. And sure, it could have gone on. They could have. They could have not called it a 10, but did anyone think Conor McGregor had even a puncher's chance? Couldn't keep his gloves up. He was completely exhausted. In addition to being outskilled and outquicked and outsmarted, that was lost based upon conditioning. 
Fatigue makes cowards of us all. That's Vince Lombardi. Well, it also makes mortals of immortals. And Conor McGregor couldn't even keep his hands up at the end of the fight. Why? Because Floyd Mayweather, 40 years old, who reportedly had strippers at his house the last two weeks of training, eating hamburgers, comes in four pounds underweight. Conor McGregor just makes weight and then adds a bunch of weight the day of. And Floyd Mayweather the whole time's like, dude, I'm going to win this 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. And that's exactly what happened. Floyd tried to bet on himself that it wouldn't happen because he knew exactly when, when you set a plan in, in place and you execute it to perfection and the other side, including fans, fight fans, worldwide, nationwide in the arena, don't really know what hit him. They just know that, boy, that was a little bit better than I thought it was going to be. That's a great con. That's a great con. He's not a con man. He's not some five-and-dime, pick-your-pocket, ooh, I think I felt my pocket move guy. He is the Michelangelo of con artists. He hadn't fought in two years. He created a fight that the, other, the opponent had no shot. He built it up. He said he was a little bit too old. And yet he took on a guy who did have no shot and yet allowed people to believe for a couple rounds this guy may be capable. Matter of fact, that guy thought he was capable. The beauty was in the planning, in the execution, and the fact that most people just said, here, here's my $100. I don't even feel bad about giving $100 on a fight that you knew the ultimate outcome. It was brilliant. And, and like, like was said in um, Usual Suspects. The greatest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing the world he didn't exist. Greatest cons are the ones to which you don't even know what happened after they happened. Mark Ramondi joins us from MMAfighting.com. I'll ask him, what's the future of Conor McGregor? And did he think at any point in time that Conor actually had a shot? That's upcoming next, but first, you've been waiting since February 6th. Football season, my friends, is almost here. And the best way you can show your love for that game is is with DraftKings, and they have a one-week fantasy football uh, to celebrate. DraftKings is hosting a $100,000 contest that is totally free to enter, and if you draft the perfect lineup, you can win, wait for it, $1 billion. With DraftKings, there are many ways to play. Choose between public contests with big cash prizes or private contests where you can compete against a group of your friends. DraftKings also has beginner and casual contests where you'll play against people of similar skill levels. The best part is you get a new TP each week, so when you get players that get hurt, there's there's no long-term commitment. This is not a keeper league. Go to DraftKings.com right now. Use the promo code Gottlieb. My last name is spelled G-O-T-T-L-I-E-B to play in DraftKings free week one contest with $100,000 in total prices. And if you draft the perfect lineup, you can win $1 billion. That promo code is Gottlieb to play for your shot of $1 billion Week one, the contest is totally free to enter. Why wouldn't you try it? DraftKings, the game inside the game. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. With True Car, you can find out what other people in your area pay for the same car you're looking for and on average save over 3000 off MSRP. Whether you're looking for a new or used car, visit True Car and enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Doug Gottlieb show, Fox Sports Radio. We'll check in with Dan Beyer, find out what's going on in the world of sports in uh, about 10 minutes. Uh, but let's catch up with Mark Ramondi 
MMAfighting.com. He joins us on the Doug Gottlieb Show. I, I Mark, I, I just kind of gave my opening salvo, which is um, I think it went completely according to Floyd Mayweather's plan, that, that even Connor didn't even uh, didn't really understand how good and how perfect the plan was for his opponent, which is kind of Floyd Mayweather 101. Connor said afterwards, like, ah, he wasn't that fast. Probably true. He wasn't that powerful. Probably true. But he's, uh, what was the word he used? That he was, uh, uh, he was just very, you know, very calm in there, right? Yeah. He was very, very, composed. very, very composed. Uh, that's because he knew what was going to happen before. His, meanwhile, he's wailing away, taking shots, which is exactly what Floyd wanted him to do to take away his power. Did you think at any point in time Floyd was in danger? Oh, no, no, not at all. Never. Um, I, I, think you're, I think you're spot on. I think that it went exactly how Floyd May, Mayweather wanted it to go. I think that Mayweather probably could have even turned it up earlier in the fight and did damage earlier on, but I think that if, if he did that, if he got more aggressive, it uh, you know McGregor could have countered. He could have had some more moments there. I think it was, I think it was it was Floyd one on one. I think it was exactly what he wanted to do. I think he finished it exactly, maybe a little bit later than he probably thought he would. He said that in the in the post fight, he thought maybe sixth seventh round. I, I mean, I think, I think I think this is a perfect type of fight for for Floyd. It made him a ridiculous amount of money. Uh, it was a low risk fight in terms of it's an MMA fighter. He was almost certainly going to beat him and he, he got an exciting fight out of it he was able to finish a fight he went out on, on a good note 50 you know with the stoppage i mean i think it was it was perfect for him yeah and it's even one of those things where we we claim it was exciting and look i watched it and i enjoyed it but it, it's not it wasn't like a great it's not like we were going toe-to-toe and trading shots right i mean that really there was right. you were just you were wondering he uh connor had that big uppercut uh he had a combination with an uppercut in the first round which didn't seem to phase him and after that, there weren't a lot of big shots, and then they never got to the point where they were truly trading shots. It was Connor was, you know, exhausting himself in the first minute or so in the round, and then as we got through the fourth and fifth round, now Floyd started uh, engaging and really tried to be offensive and, and walking him down some. But it wasn't like a toe-to-toe brawl like we've seen from, from some of the great fights. So even, even how... Uh, you're a guy who watches fights on a weekly basis, right? This is what you do. Granted, MMA fights, <laughs> yeah. And even you, we, like we use, we use the the word "great fight" a little bit more loosely because it was a lot better than we'd expected, even though mm-hmm. in totality it wasn't really great. Is that fair? Uh, yeah, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't call it a great fight. I mean, it's exciting, relatively speaking. If you want to put that fight up against past Mayweather fights, it's certainly more entertaining. I think sure. entertaining is the word that I would use. Not, not maybe not necessarily exciting. I wouldn't say great. It wasn't a classic. It wasn't a like right. you said. It wasn't a toe-to-toe war, but it was an entertaining fight, and it was a stoppage that that Mayweather wanted and he promised. So I think that it, it worked out well for them. But no, this is not. This is not. You know, a Mickey Ward fight. You know, this is not. This is not a. This is not a. You know, an Arturo Thundergatti fight. It was. It was an entertaining fight. Okay, so now there's Connor, who I thought won a lot of fans afterwards. Where even though he probably didn't know uh, what happened to him, uh, he he said, you know, like I'll basically I, I'm I'm I've been choked out before, and now I like I've lost before. It doesn't phase me, right? He just kind of had the matter mm-hmm. of fact. He did not. The the money is probably not going to change him. It may you know change his spending habits, but he still uh, he still thrives for that competition. What's next for him? It's a great question. I. I... He's saying he's going to go back to the UFC next. It seems like that that seems to be the the biggest probability. But I'm not I'm not 100 percent sure. I think it's really going to be 
two things. It's going to be what what is going to be the most money and what is going to be the most you know the most chance to interest him on a historical level. I think that's really what he's trying to accomplish now. I don't I don't really think that. I mean, the, the UFC titles, uh, and he's a lightweight champion, I think it matters to him, but I think doing different things and, and making history and kind of breaking the paradigm is really what, what interests him. I think that the, the, the Nate Diaz trilogy fight is something that, that uh, interests him quite a bit, even though Nate Diaz really isn't a contender for the lightweight title. I think that's probably the most likely next fight for him if it's going to be in the UFC. And, I mean, I think that a Pauli Malignaggi boxing match would not be worse. I think there would be a lot of interest in that. I think both of them talked a lot about each other leading up to this fight. I mean, I just know from, from our website, the, the confrontation that they had on Tuesday at the Grand Arrivals last week in Vegas did big numbers. There seems to be a lot of interest in that, in that heat. I, I mean, man, I, I think that McGregor has a lot of options. I, I just think it's about what he wants to do and how much money he'd be offered. Uh, Mark Ramondi joining us from MMAfighting.com. He joins us on the Doug Gottlieb Show here on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, what do you think it did for mixed martial arts as a sport? It's a crossover, and look, I, I have a great amount of respect for it, and anyone obviously in the fight game does as well. But th- there was my sense that had he embarrassed himself, that it could really hurt some of the you know some of the mainstream fans. Were like, all right, you know, John Jones is a steroid guy. You know, you mm-hmm. had the Brock Lesnar steroid guy. You know, I, I bought into uh, the greatest woman, female fighter ever, and then Ronda Rousey, and she's been she's been beaten twice and not heard from since. Like, really hard. What do you think it did for the sport, the fact that most people did were really entertained by the fight? Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. I think um, earlier in the week when John Jones popped for a second time in, in, uh, in a second straight year, I think that there was a possibility that that could have been a, a really devastating week for the UFC with the Jones drug test and if McGregor got embarrassed, which I think there was a possibility he could have gotten embarrassed. And, and I think the fact that he didn't get embarrassed, and, and it was, I mean, I wouldn't call it a competitive fight. It was obviously Floyd's fight, but he didn't look terrible in there. He, he didn't embarrass himself. That was a big deal for me. And I think just the response that, that I saw from fans and also other UFC fighters, I think that it was. It was a, it was a good representation of, of the UFC, um, of MMA, that they're not, they're not going to, he didn't get blown out of the water completely. So I think, I think that it was a big deal. I think, and, and, and also with Floyd gone now, Conor McGregor is the number one combat sports athlete in the world in terms of drawing power. He is a bigger name than Canelo Alvarez. He's a much bigger name than Triple G Golovkin. He, he is the guy right now. So, I mean, I think that, that in itself is a big deal. I think that he gained a lot of new fans, and I think that whether it's the UFC or boxing next, I think a lot of new fans will tune in and buy his next fight. I would agree with you. Mark Ramondi from MMAfighting.com. Mark, thanks so much for joining us. It was a great fight weekend. We'll talk more before UFC 215. Appreciate you being our guest. Thanks, Doug. Mark Ramondi joining us on the Doug Gottlieb Show. Let's bring in Dan Beyer and uh, find out Uh, What else is going on? Doug, a lot of the attention right now in this country on the city of Houston and the areas in Texas that were hit by Hurricane Harvey and the storms and the flooding that are going on in those cities. Want to keep people up to date on what is happening, at least on the NFL's level, also in college football and Major League Baseball. First of all, the Texans are practicing where the Cowboys work out in Frisco, Texas. Cowboys in Texas are supposed to be playing, or I should say Cowboys in Texans are supposed to be playing their preseason game Thursday in Houston. The NFL is looking into the possibility 
possibility of moving that game to Arlington on Thursday. College football, Rice played that game in Australia against Stanford on Saturday. They couldn't return to Houston, so they're going to be at TCU in Fort Worth getting ready. They don't have a game this weekend, but they just have nowhere to go. So TCU is going to host the Rice football team. And the Astros and Rangers are supposed to start a series tomorrow in Houston. USA Today says Major League Baseball is looking at options either in St. Louis or even Tampa to hold that series because they're likely unable to do it in Houston. Doug, a couple of other notes from the NFL. The Bills today traded linebacker Reggie Ragland to the Kansas City Chiefs for a fourth-round pick in 2019. Broncos quarterback Paxton Lynch reportedly going to miss a few weeks of action because of his injured shoulder. And, and finally, Bears wide receiver Cameron Meredith confirmed by the NFL Network, done for the year, torn ACL and other damage in his knee. Well, it's interesting that those uh, those injuries, thanks, Dan, it's interesting those injuries because, um, you know, they're, we're going to get into this uh, next hour where you'll hear people say, like, well, like, why even have the preseason? Right? Why even have the preseason? When Spencer Ware tore the PCL on his knee, he was actually tackled on the play. Of course, Julian Edelman tore his ACL. I believe that was last week, right? That that game was not on Sunday. Was that game on Sunday? Trying to think, like all the all the days kind of go together. When you're in Vegas, Wednesday through Friday, I don't remember. Dan, do you what, remember when that game was? What game was it? Uh, the the uh, Patriots versus the. Lions. Oh, that was Friday night. That was Friday night in Detroit. This past Friday night, it happened on a Friday night yes. in Detroit. It's usually yes. the start of a story to which Chris <laughs> and I have a good answer. If I said it happened on a Friday night in Vegas, you're like, oh, okay, I'm interested. It happened on a Friday night in Detroit, like, uh oh, uh oh. <laughs> But it, it was that was a non-contact injury, right? I mean, he just yep. he he planted and his he blew out his knee. Um, Ka- uh, Cameron Meredith, I think, got hit in the knee by yeah. uh, by a, a Tennessee Titan. Got hit low by a Tennessee Titan and tore his ACL. That was yesterday. Yep. Yeah. So I mean, look, there's a there's a kid. I don't know if you most people know because of fantasy football. You're like, I don't even know who Cameron Meredith is. He um, he was at Illinois State. He had 66 catches. For 888 yards last year, kind of a, a breakout year for the 24-year-old who was an undrafted free agent in 2015. So there were thoughts that he could be a 70 or 80 catch guy. And b- by the way, Mike Glennon actually looked really good, looked like a competent quarterback, kind of regained control of that Bears uh, quarterback competition, I thought, with how he played in the game against the Tennessee Titans. But we'll see. You know, it's interesting about injuries. You guys have seen this story that the Cleveland Cavaliers would like the Boston Celtics to throw something else into the pot, right? Something else into the pot. And this is, like, this is negotiation 101, right? Once you shake hands on the deal, like, that's the deal, dude. Now, technically, because a player fails a physical, you could nix the trade. But this one would probably go through anyway because when the trade was made, when the trade was consummated, Isaiah Thomas was hurt, and the entire league knew he was hurt. Oh, look, the Cavs can sit there going, hold on now, we have leverage. We can send Isaiah Thomas and uh, uh, and company kind of back to your squad. And, like, the, the Celtics are like, all right, so we can send Kyrie. You think Kyrie Irving is going to go back to the Cleveland Cavaliers? This is a no-take-backs deal. Think about how it poisoned the well when Pau Gasol and Lamar. That's what started the— the the downfall of Lamar Odom, right? Lamar Odom was with the Lakers. They trade him as part of a three-team deal to get Chris Paul, and Lamar Odom never recovered. Never recovered. Everyone knows Kyrie. And look, the credit LeBron, he took the high road. 
How about those idiots that burned the Boston Celtics Isaiah Thomas jersey? You're like, oh, you're putting out the fire. You're like, <laughs> you're like putting it on. Got black marks on. Like, just kidding. But anyone who thinks that the the Cavs have some sort of leverage on the Celtics aren't dealing with reality. This isn't the Celtics trading a bad bail. This is not like you're trading a used car, and like you go like, all right, um, I bought a used car on Cars.com or whatever. I used True Car to find it. I used True Car to get my used car. I got to go pick it. I can you come drop it off my house? Like, oh, uh, it has no transmission. Like, whoa, wait a second, right? Or you start driving it and like the muffler falls out as you're driving it home. Or it's got one of those donut tires. Like, you go, and it's got rims on, like, three wheels, and there's, like, a donut on one of the tires. Like, yeah, you know, we ran over something sharp last week. You can fix that thing up. It's your car now. This is not the the, the Celtics trading a bad bale of goods to the Cavs for Kyrie Irving. That's not what this is. Like if you didn't think that the Cavs knew that Isaiah Thomas was hurt, well, then where was Isaiah Thomas the last two games of the playoffs? When they played against the Cavaliers. Oh, yeah. Yeah, remember Isaiah Thomas, like, going to miss the remainder of the season, has a hip injury? Oh, yeah. Oh, that's why you trade a guy who's averaging 28 points a game, still had a year left at a reasonable salary you could walk away from. That's why you would trade him in his prime, coming off the best year of his career. So this idea that the – I didn't – we didn't know. We didn't know. What do you mean you didn't know? How's his hip? He had hip surgery. Here's the hip. You have to fully disclose this when a player is traded, and they fully disclosed it. Like, wow, that kind of seems bad. Like, yeah, it's a hip injury. Did you think there was such thing as a good hip injury? It's not a Bo Jackson hip, but it's not a good one. So I find it quite clever that the Cavs are like, you know what, throw in Jason Tatum or Jalen Brown. Yeah, no, we're not going to throw in. We're not going to throw in two of our primary assets that are both young under rookie contracts. One hasn't played an NBA game. Many people think he could be an all-star. The other one has played one NBA season, and we're kind of building this thing around those two guys being our hybrid three-fours for years to come. How about no? We feel like we got the better end of a trade. You felt like you got the good end of a trade. We gave you Jay Crowder, Zizic, Isaiah Thomas, and uh, the rights to the Brooklyn Nets pick. Yeah, no, we're not even going to think about that. That's one of those ones where Danny Ainge is sitting there, and every time a Cleveland area code pops up, he's just like, they're calling. They're calling. I mean, if you ever sold a house, this happens all the time. People are like, well, what about that deal? Well, we had we just sold a house in Connecticut when we moved out here, right? And... I'm big. I don't. I don't like it to be contentious, but for whatever reason, I always get some sort of chippiness over something. So one of the things that that house did not have was a garbage disposal. Now, garbage disposal is one of those things that you kind of take for granted. You're like eh, garbage disposal, like all right, you got to remember when it's off, not stick your fingers down there. Don't want to cut off your fingers. You know, you don't want to be like you don't want to be the guy with a nub. But it's one of those things to which you're like, how much do you actually use it? You kind of use it a lot, more than you think. And not only does it not have a garbage disposal, but don't think that I lived in the house for three years and I didn't call a plumber and go like, hey, why doesn't this have a garbage disposal? I'm like, well, underneath the sink, there's just not a right amount of room. So I get you one to be really small for as big as the sink is. Or we could put one over. There's like a butler sink in the center island. 
we well, can put one over there. I was like, but it doesn't really make sense over there because you're not going to wash your dishes at the sink. You wash your dishes in the main. And you really can't put a, you'd have to reconfigure it. Way too expensive not to pay out. We survive fine without it. You just create a little bit more trash. You know, your eggs and some of your vegetables and things that you would, pasta, things that you chop up when you're cutting off your plate. You just clean it off and put it in the garbage. You have a little bit more garbage. I guarantee those people who fought tooth and nail over how much they were going to pay for a basketball hoop and bought my wife's furniture and that kind of back and forth between the women got contentious. I guarantee those people walked in the first day of the house, they cooked dinner, they're like, oh, hey, hun. Now, actually, people people either call each other, uh, Ramos, are you hun or are you babe? I'm a babe. Babe. Hey, babe. Um, Where's the garbage disposal? You start flipping all the different knobs. Keep your fingers out of there. You start flipping all the knobs like, I don't know. Hold on, let me get underneath there. Like, hey, hun. Hun. There's no disposal under there. Right? So then they call the realtor, like, hey, um, yes, Betty. Yes. Yeah, I'm sorry to wake you up, uh, take you away from your family cookout. But there, did they take the garbage disposal out of the house? There was no garbage disposal in the house. Okay, well, I would like to tell, I would, I would like them to pay for a garbage disposal. And we're like, we closed on the house. This thing is done. It's all yours, big fella. It's all yours. So the, this is a no take backs. No take backs. Which is big in my house because right now the kids are in the slug bug. Does anybody who's not, who, no one who's ever gotten slugged in slug bug likes the game slug bug. You ever notice that? My kids play slug bug all the time. But they count anything Volkswagen as a bug. I'm like, that's not the way it works. Like a Volkswagen, because we have a Volkswagen bus that we're going to get redone, like a 1970 beater. And we're going to get that thing redone into like, uh, going to be like the, the mean machine, not the mean machine, the, uh, what is it? what's the Scooby-Doo's mystery machine? So they're big into the Volkswagen, but Euro buses as well. So I told them like, no, it can only be a Vida bug. It's the only one. I hate the game slug bug, but even worse is when you go slug bug, no take backs, right? So that means you punch somebody so they can't go, hey, slug bug white right back at you. Not a big fan of slug bug. Who invented slug bug? I wanna, who's the first person to invent slug bug? And why did that become a thing? Tweet us at Gottlieb Show. Up next, John Carlos Stanton hit his 50th home run of the season. It is, a, is it a big deal, a little deal, or no deal? I'll tell you upcoming next. But first, listen, um, there are things that you need to protect uh, in your life. And first and foremost should be your family and their future. And though you don't want to assume much in this world, you can assume that at some point you're not going to be there, right? Like father time undefeated, not just in athletics, but in the real world. So what you can do is get one policy and one rate on life insurance. And the easiest, most efficient way to do it is with select quote. Here's the difference. Most companies give you one option, one policy, one rate. But select quote gives you options, lots of options. I want you to call for a free quote today. Review all of your options. 800-881-4466. Let me give you a sample. 40-year-old male, it's about me, that takes cholesterol medication. I'll take medication, but I do have a little bit of elevated cholesterol. You can get $500,000 in life insurance for under 25 bucks a month. It's that simple. You want to talk about protecting and taking care of your family? This could be your cost to protect your family. 
I'll give you give SelectQuote a call, 800-881-4466, or go to SelectQuote.com today. It's totally free. You get a personal quote, 800-881-4466, 800-881-4466. Get full t- details on the example policy at SelectQuote.com slash commercials. Premium could vary depending on your health, issuing company, and other factors. Not available in all states. With True Car, you can find out what other people in your area paid for the same car you're looking for, new or used. Visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. So I was handed this from Wikipedia, which is never wrong. Never wrong. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Um, I was at, I asked about uh, the. Um, what was it the incarnation or the and the uh, uh, who invented slug bug really right <laughs> sorry i tried to use a big word i couldn't do it impetus impetus but that, that's too big a word doesn't really fit most references about the game originate from unofficial sources and personal accounts from players estimates suggest that it's existed since the 1960s as part of a punch dub marketing campaign run by Volkswagen a man named Zachariah Davis who was presented as the guy who made the game out of seeing V-dubs and punching his friend. This campaign launched in, again in 2009. Claims that the game was started over 50 years ago as humorous, historical, fictional, created by the agency Deutsch Incorporated. Uh, that really doesn't give me much. So some guy, I want to know who the a-hole is who's like, Slugbug Red! Ha 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 Right? That's like the guy who sent... Did anybody else get that uh, get the TMZ report that Conor McGregor broke his hand before the fight, and then you open it up, and it was a, some nasty naked picture, and you're like, oh, come on, man. I don't want to see that. I'm sitting next to my kids. None of you got that? I can honestly say I have not a clue what you're talking about. I will send it to you. No, no, it's okay. I will send it to you. But what but was it? Like someone sent you a link or a somebody tweet? Somebody sent me a link, and the link says, on the, like a tweet, and it says, Conor McGregor out for fight, and then you open it up, and it's a naked person. Right, so, but, but what I'm You're saying like, oh, is, let's get it like, straight. like one of your friends sent it to you, like, oh my gosh, did you see this? Or yes. did it? Was it like a spam email? No, it was a friend. Okay, all right. Friend. I didn't get. I didn't get hacked. Like I, it was just. It's one of those things. And then you want like you want to get it. Like how do I get it off my phone? Get it off my phone. The last thing I want to do is like, you know, like I leave my phone somewhere in public, and somebody's like going through stuff to try and find out whose it is. And then there's some picture of that. And you're like, <laughs> oh man, check that thing out. What's he got that in his phone for? That's probably why Tom Brady destroyed his phone because he has friends that send him pictures of naked people, which are disgusting. Not that naked people are disgusting. This naked picture was disgusting. It was a bit much. It was jarring is what it was. It was jarring. Let's get to game time. Game time! This is game time. It's game time. On the Doug Gottlieb Show. Yeah, now Vito, who of course uh, is, what's Vito's actual, what was his actual job other than head of imaging? Imaging is President of Fox Sports Radio. (laughs) Right, that's what he does. He makes everything, Buyer. everybody sound good. That Right, that was great English, I understand. Um, Vito's like, I found, I got two of them, and he just sent them to me. I don't even want to open them. Vito, if you want to show me during a break, and you get off on those kind of things, cool. Oh, but I don't want them in my phone. I just don't. 
Dan Beyer who sent me that tweet. <laughs> no, no. Beyer. No. But I did have a good take on Julian Edelman. You want to see that at Dan Beyer on Fox stuff, yeah. <laughs> Let's see what we got here in game time. Big deal, little deal, no deal. Ah, was this a big deal yesterday, Doug? Richard, the 2-1. Stanton is swinging a drive. Deep center field. Back goes Caesar at the wall. Goodbye! Number 50! Giancarlo Stanton with the 44th 50 home run season in baseball history. And number 50's put Miami in front 4-2 in the eighth. Who cares about the score? 50th home run for Stanton on the Marlins radio network. Um... Yeah, it's a big deal. It's a huge deal. I I talked about last week how um uh how guys are hitting differently, right? Like their their approach is different. It's all or nothing. Thirty four percent of the time, you need no one on the baseball field other than pitcher, catcher, hitter, because you either strike out, walk, or hit a home run. Thirty four percent of the time, that's how guys' approaches have changed. But like, look, John Carlos Stanton. People are like, well, do you believe in him since you wondered about Adrian Beltre? I 100% believe in John Carlos Stanton. He's in his prime, 27 years old. He is an athlete who happens, football player, who happens to play baseball, six foot six, 250 pounds. And if you look back two years ago, remember when he got hit in the face? In the face! He should have won the MVP that year. He played 145 games. He had 37 home runs, 105 RBI. Uh, was on base 40% of the time, and, you know, that was missing a substantial amount of time uh, after getting hit in the face. He was leading Major League Baseball in, in many uh, different baseball metrics. This guy is a tremendous player who's figured it out. He's gotten hotter as the season has gone on. 50 home runs, 108 RBI, hit nearly 300, on base 39% of the time, OPS of 1.059, 6.5 war. He's the best best hitter in the National League and he's he keeps getting better and better per month. Uh, hitting 50 home runs clean is a huge, huge thing. Big deal, little deal, or no deal, Doug, that former Baylor head football coach Art Bryles has been named as the assistant head coach of offense for the CFL's Hamilton Tiger Cats. I think it's a little deal. I don't think he'll ever coach in college football ever again because of so many of the things that went wrong when he was at Baylor and then maybe even more so how he handled them after he left. Like I had a friend who, um, he's part of, uh, he's part of a uh, search committee, a search search firm that finds college football coaches for different schools. That's what he does for a living. And he's like, if you could mark down the five things you're not supposed to do when you get fired during a scandal, he's done all five. He'll never get hired ever again. Like the last one is like you can't Man. sue. You signed a full a non disclosure agreement. And to not, sp- and then you speak out about your former employer, and then you sue, so you sue them. Um, yeah, he's never getting a job in college again. But it's a little deal because of his name. The Baylor scandal still evolving. We're still learning about the things that went on there, and he's got to just get back to work if he wants any hope of working in professional football in the states. He put the tool in five tool. Nice. Right? Yes. Finally, Doug. Big deal, little deal, or no deal. That the MTV Video Music Awards happened last night. I don't know about you, Doug. We're we're pretty much the same age, but it was a really big deal when I was a kid to watch the MTV Video Music Awards. And I watched some of them last night. Didn't have any idea who most of the people were. Well, part of the problem is that MTV doesn't show music videos anymore, right? Yes. You can't have, like, Video of the Year used to be the big award. <laughs> yes. Now it's just any other award show. Um, even Adam Levine said it was utterly horrible, the VMAs. 
Yeah, it's a who, it's a no deal. Who won Teen Mom of the Year? That's what I'm wondering. I don't know. Do they give out that award? That's game, huh? Game time. This is game time on the Doug Gottlieb Show. Buyer that's, that's, beware. That's very very good, Dan. But Buyer in midseason form because he's got his uh, his Sunday show. Dan Buyer joining the show. Doug Got on the Doug Gottlieb Show. Um, this is what happens in life. Happens in politics. Happens in sports. A couple of things happen, so we make it out that this is a huge problem. People are ridiculously overreacting about the NFL's preseason. Let me explain why it's not changing, it's not going anywhere, and not to get all bent out of shit. Next in the Doug Gottlieb Show. What up? It's the Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. So much to get to today. Vince Young, V.Y., former national, he's not former, he's a national championship quarterback when he was at Texas. We'll ask him about Texas getting back to being Texas. We'll also ask him, uh, only one rookie starting quarterback has been named the starter so far for for game one of the uh, NFL season. That's Deshaun Kaiser of the Cleveland Browns. Vince Young was not the day one starter of the Tennessee Titans, but did have a great rookie year, was actually named to a Pro Bowl that year and started out, well, his second year before kind of everything fell apart. But um, uh, V.Y. will join us. We'll ask him where he is in terms of his career. Remember, he went up to Canada to play and got hurt. We'll ask him what his thoughts are on rookie quarterbacks and what they can learn from his successes and what they can learn from his failures heading forward. Can we just stop and stop the freaking out about the preseason injuries, right? Football is bad for your health. Uh, while we continue to focus on, and I rightfully so, football's long-term damage it can do on your head as far as CTE. Like, you know what that's doing? That's taking us away from the fact that football is just plain bad for you. Anybody who's ever played football as a kid knows somebody who got either a stinger or worse and got hauled off in an ambulance. I'm sure if you played football as a kid through high school, you saw somebody taken off in an ambulance. Or if you've been a college fan or a high school fan, you've been to enough games. I'm going to my high school. My high school plays their, their arch rival this, this uh, Sunday night. I'm going to go to that game. Um, anyone who's been to enough, you, there's, there's a kid who gets hit, gets a stinger. Hopefully it's just a stinger. Can't feel something on their body. Everybody rightfully freaks out. They get taken away and, like we just miss the fact that football is dangerous. It's bad for you. And we freak out about Julie Nettleman getting hurt and saying, this kills the Patriots. It's going to hurt the Patriots. Remember, the Patriots did win a Super Bowl without Rob Gronkowski, their best offensive player. Still, losing Edelman, even th- at this early point in the season, even with, you know, 37 dudes coming off of, coming off of everybody's roster uh, this weekend, losing Edelman hurts them. But how, if he didn't play his third preseason game, if you take away the preseason games, the football won't be as good. They're still going to have just as many snaps against another team. They'll just do it in private scrimmages. And, oh, yeah, by the way, it doesn't eliminate the fact that football's not good for you. Take away two preseason games, and the NFL is going to give you more regular season games, which is played at a higher intensity and a stronger likelihood of injury. This is what happens. This is like the, if you're really scared of playing football 
and getting hurt, then you shouldn't play football. <laughs> right? I can't believe he got hurt. I can't either. I think it stinks. It's awful. But, like, all he was doing was cutting, and he blew out his knee. You can cut and blow out your knee just like uh, Jordy Nelson uh, blew out his knee just running down a field. Don't get me wrong. There are injuries. Uh, Spencer Ware's injury was caused by it. He was fighting for more yards. Had he simply gone down, maybe he didn't get hurt. And maybe that doesn't happen. Maybe it doesn't happen um, if they're not, if they're playing with no contact. But the likelihood is when you tear a knee, unless you got direct con- uh, contact to that knee, it was probably going to tear anyway. So there's just certain things you have to do to get ready for the season. Right? And if you ask NFL teams now, they'll tell you we don't know who we are until October 1st. Why? Because training camp, you don't have two-a-days. You're not nearly as much contact as there used to be. And even with cutting down on the two-a-days, you're still having injuries, although not as great a density of injuries. You're having these scrimmages now, which you get a lot out of. You're going to have some injuries there. And you have preseason games, and there have been a handful of bad injuries. This, this to me, isn't any different than anything else described on Facebook. We see something on Facebook, and we think that it happens everywhere. It's like the guy who says, well, they don't, nobody pays taxes. Thousands of people don't pay taxes who are on welfare. Like, okay, are there people that game the system? Yeah, there's people that game every system. There are things that are done that are bad. There are bad people that do things everywhere. But when you take something that you see and think it's a widespread problem, no, it's not. It's not. This is what happens when you have guys. NFL linemen are over, a lot of them are over 300 pounds, right? They're over 300 pounds. Well, six foot six guys at 300 pounds, that's not a healthy lifestyle. You're bound to get hurt. And when you put that many 300 pound linemen, in close proximity to one another, somebody's going to fall down. And when they fall down, they might hurt somebody else. That's just kind of the Nate. That's just the physics of it. These finely tuned athletes that are wide receivers, as much as they have great speed, incredible athleticism, they're lean, their motor's running hot. They're a lot. You know what they're like? NFL players or superstar athletes are no different than sports cars, right? Than sports cars. And anyone who's ever had a sport, like a real sports car, will tell you, make sure it's your third car. Because they break down a lot. They're super fun to drive. But they break down a lot. You better be good getting under the hood with one of those. You guys know who Solomon Hill is? You guys see the Solomon Hill story over the weekend? Solomon Hill, who signed with the New Orleans Pelicans. I think it was four years, $58 million, some kind of ridiculous contract. Tore his hamstring, had it repaired. He's probably going to miss the entire season. He wasn't in. He wasn't in the preseason. There wasn't any contact. He was simply working out. So, if you look, the most devastating knee injury in the last five years in the NFL was Teddy Bridgewater's last year. You guys remember when it was? It was their last preseason practice, eleven on zero not playing against any defense. Bridgewater went back to pass, planted his leg, and everything shredded to pieces. Did that have something to do with the, the preseason? Like The problem is there's no control group. If you took out the preseason games, 
you'd still have just as many injuries with the scrimmages and the practices. So the idea that, well, you have to eliminate the preseason because we had a couple of injuries, uh, you're simply taking, it's like taking a story on Facebook and saying, that's what happens everywhere. That's what happens everywhere. We also, yes, go ahead. So one of the main points that people bring up is like this upcoming weekend, right? We have some big college football games. You have Alabama, Florida State. You have Michigan versus Florida. Those Mm -hmm. are both games with ranked teams, and it's the first week of the season. What a lot of people will push back on is say, well, look, how come these college teams can go and play without any preseason games? Why can't the NFL do it? Um, What's the difference there for you? Well, first of all, it's, it's a good question. The quality of football early in a college football season is bad. Okay, is bad. Secondly, remember they have 85 guys on scholarship. So they can go against they can go against a scout team that's not made up of guys that are going to play. Right? Whereas if you go against a scout team in an NFL practice, which they do, they do, and they would still have they would still have injuries. And look, you have injuries in spring football. You have injuries in in training camp in in college football training camp. It's like one of the like misconceptions there's like nobody gets hurt. Yeah, like yeah, they do. You have guys get hurt all the time. Guys get hurt. That's what happens. You have to manage. How much do we? We talked about this with uh, David Shaw, right? David Shaw, whose Stanford team won 62-7, to I think was the final score over the weekend in Australia against Rice. The Rice team goes down, gets a whooping, comes back, and they can't get home, so they're, they're practicing and staying at TCU using their facility because of the, the terrible hurricane, Hurricane Harvey. Um, anyway, David Shaw was, was talking about, like, look, you have to manage how much you hit and how much you go, uh, how much you just go tempo, how much you condition, how much you do strength. Remember, he said, and they're one of the most physical teams in college football. He's like, we only hit for eight to ten minutes of practice sometimes. That's it. We make sure we, make sure we ramp up the intensity so that when we hit, we hit at 100%. And we hit, we, everything else is at high intensity. So I, I just, you're not going to eliminate the danger of football. You're not going to eliminate injuries by eliminating a preseason game in which Julian Edelman only plays in, like, all told, one total game leading up to his first weekend. Why do you have to do it? You have to do it because you're playing against the best and you have to be ready to play at a higher level. That's, that's, it's that simple. College football is not it's, – it's, it's one of the worst parts about college football is – this. here's what it reminds me of. Do you know what the biggest flaw to the boxing match was? Can I give it to you? What do you think, Ramos? Uh, biggest flaw in the for the for the fighters? Yeah. Uh jeez, I don't know. Scoring. Here's how. Okay. Um, take the ninth round. Okay, take the ninth round. Floyd Mayweather was thoroughly and completely dominant in the ninth round, correct? Do we all agree on that? That was yes, okay. most definitely. You know what he won that round? Ten to nine. Okay. Conor McGregor won the first round. One judge had him winning the second and third round. What was the score of those rounds? Probably 10-9. Correct. So the idea is the rounds can be greatly different. You can thoroughly and completely dominate a round, dominate the last three rounds of a fight. They're only judged 10-9 to unless you knock a guy down, unless they take a point off. That's a, a flaw to it. The flaw to college football, especially before the college football playoff, is that we count. I mean, look at Penn State last year. And how they finished and where they started. They weren't a good team at the start. They just weren't. Minnesota took them overtime, lost to Pittsburgh, 
Uh, they beat Ohio State in like a miracle, right? But by the end of the year when they played USC, and I, I thought USC was better, that was a great football game. Great football game. The point is that so oftentimes in college football, we have judged what you do week one, week two. That's what happened to USC. USC was being judged at the end of the year based upon what they did week one of the season. They had a brand-new head coach. Granted, he was the interim coach the year before. They had a new head coach, and they had a new different quarterback. Completely different style. They were a different football team. So why can't high school, college football, why do college football teams do it? They do it without trading camp. And the product isn't nearly as good, and everybody knows it. Vince Young joins the show upcoming next. I'll ask him about Deshaun Kaiser. Right now, he's the only rookie starting quarterback. What is that like? VY would know more so than anybody else. He'll join us upcoming next. But first, I want you to shave with the Smarter Choice. Matter of fact, all your male grooming products should be made with the Smarter Choice. It's Dollar Shave Club. Get a dollar shave, get a, a great shave at a great price, conveniently delivered right to your door. It's an awesome life hack, and it's frankly a no-brainer. When I shave, which I'm going to do tomorrow morning, I'm going to get up, I get my DSC, that Dollar Shave Club executive razor, with uh, their Dr. Carver shave butter. I'm going to lather it on my face, and I'm going to shave, and I'm going to come in. One, I'm going to look like 10 years younger. Two, my face is going to be smooth like, like a baby's bottom. It really is. Their Dr. Carver shave butter is transparent for more precise shave. It helps prevent ingrown hairs and fights razor bumps. You, too, can make the smarter choice by joining Dollar Shave Club. And here's how. For a limited time, new members get their first month of the executive razor. It's got like four blades. Gives you a perfect shave with a tube of their Dr. Carver shave butter for only $5 with free shipping. After that, razors are just a few bucks a month. That's $15 value for just 5 bucks. In the first month box, you get an awesome weighty handle, a full cassette of four cartridges, and a tube of their shave butter. After your first month, replacement cartridges ship automatically at their regular price. There are no hidden fees, no commitments. Cancel anytime you like. And you can only get this offer exclusively at dollarshaveclub.com slash godly. That's dollarshaveclub.com slash godly. With True Car, you can find out what other people in your area pay for the same car you're looking for and on average save over 3000 off MSRP. Whether you're looking for a new or used car, visit True Car and enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Vince Young's supposed to catch up with us here uh, in the next uh, couple of moments. Um, I, I just, I'm blown away by when when uh, Isaiah Thomas, apparently, they're like, well, he didn't pass the physical. Like, he had hip surgery. Like, okay. We're like, well, it, we didn't know. Like, what do you mean you didn't know? What do you mean you didn't know? This is not your normal trade. Normally in a trade, trade for a guy, and if he comes over, you're like, oh, uh, he's hurt, or he's got a bad hip, or he's got a bad knee. You need to know about it. Didn't tell us. No go in the trade, or you got to throw something else in. The difference here is nobody was hiding anything. This was in the disclosure agreement, much like I said about my selling a house earlier that didn't have a uh, – uh, they didn't have a, a garbage disposal. Like, hey, you did the walkthrough. Like, you did the walkthrough. It didn't have a garbage disposal. If you're mad about it, just be mad about the fact that you didn't go like, hey, where's the garbage disposal? Right? 
Like, oh, I didn't have the garbage disposal. How'd I miss that? You missed stuff. I don't think the Cavs missed anything. They just didn't realize, like, I didn't realize the gravity of it. Like, yeah, his hip was so bad, he couldn't play in the Eastern Conference Finals. What, what did I miss here? Like, that's when you're, there's a difference between, you know, the difference between being hurt and injured. You guys know that, Ramos? No, I don't know. Okay, hurt, hurt is, get back out there, you're hurt. Injured is, go see the trainer. The difference, you know a guy is injured, not hurt. When he's like, oh, my hip hurts. Okay, can you play through it? I don't think I can. It's the Eastern Conference Finals. I can't do it. Well, now you're injured. Like, that's bad. Bad. So much so he had to have surgery, missed the last two games. It had to kill him from the inside. It doesn't mean that the Celtics would have won. The fact that their best player or best scorer couldn't, play because of his hip, and then you trade for him, you're like, I can't believe he's got a bad hip. What? Yes, Ramos. So you're saying this, uh, the Cavaliers should have said to them, hey, we're not going to do this until we check him out first, and then we'll okay the trade with this. Once you once they okay the trade, you're saying, sorry, that's just the way it goes. Correct. Okay. Correct. Absolutely. Which is why, look, it's the same reason that New or used, you should not just drive the car. You should say, hey, can I take it home for the weekend, right? It's the same reason that I don't get people who, like, do you want to tell your parents you're living in sin? No, but you probably want to wake up next to her for at least a little bit of time before you figure out you want to take that next step. Like, why wouldn't you take a test drive on any car or on any marriage? Why wouldn't you? It doesn't mean that it's exact replica. You're not going to be able to replicate. uh, I mean, like, look, if you buy a used car, or you buy a classic car, you're trying to figure out, you take it to a, don't you take it to a mechanic and go like, hey, can you check this car over? Right? You give him a couple hundred bucks, like, hey, man, check this car over, fine tooth comb it, tell me what, tell me what's wrong. When you, when you buy a house, you get an inspection. If the inspection's not good enough, like, that's on you. Go find somebody who gets a really good inspection. Like, oh, well, we got this with the inspection is the physical. Like, no, Ramos is right. You, if, if you had any questions about his hip, you, you shouldn't have consummated the deal. Oh, we couldn't have done it. Yes, you could. Cover of darkness. Hey, man, we're going to fly our doctors in. I'm sure before the deal was agreed to, they sent all their stuff, all his stuff over. They just saw it in person like, whoa, what do you, he's not going to be ready for training camp? Oh, wait, what? Yeah, dude, he had hip surgery. Kind of a big thing. Yes, Ryan. So previously, when we talked about this last week, when the trade seemed to have gone through, we talked about the Cavaliers and their new GM, uh, Kobe Altman. He's this is like his first big step. Like he's not like a GM that came over from another team. Yeah. Is this looking bad for yes. him? Because originally when you yep. when we first talked about it, you were saying like, wow, he was in a really tough spot with Kyrie well. yeah. and he did well. So this this is not looking good for a new guy on the job. Nope. Nope. Looks looks stinks like inexperience. That's what it is. Stinks like inexperience. That's what it is. And I, I'm not doubting that it's hard to keep these things quiet. I'm not saying that it wouldn't be uh, prohibitively more difficult. Prohibitively more difficult to bring him in, run a bunch of tests, and keep it quiet that that trade was going to be made. But if that's what it takes to get the deal done, that's what it takes to get the deal done. That's why all of a sudden, if you remember, the trade was, what day was the trade? Was the trade Tuesday night, I think it was? Trade, I think, was Tuesday night. And if you remember, Tuesday afternoon, it was the Cavs were struggling to find 
uh, the right suitor to make a trade. And then all of a sudden, Tuesday night, the trade is consummated. It feels like the Celtics had made an offer, probably were unwilling to part with that number one pick for the Brooklyn Nets. And the Cavs held firm on exactly what they wanted. And the Celtics were like, okay, we'll give you Isaiah and Jay and Zizic and the one seed, knowing you can have Isaiah Thomas. I'm going to ban him. All right, let's bring in Dan Byer find out what else is going on. Doug, we do have an update of what's happening with the Vince sporting Young? events. Not with, with Vince, Vince Young. Young. <laughs> no, not with Vince Young. But what's happening in Houston, obviously the cleanup and the flooding that is going on in Hurricane, or because of Hurricane Harvey, has thrown the Astros and Texans, taking them out of town. The Astros are going to end up playing their series with the Rangers in St. Pete. That was official by Major League Baseball. So the three-game series between the Astros and Rangers is actually going to take place Thursday or Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Excuse me. The Astros are supposed to face the Mets this weekend in a series that was originally scheduled for Houston that is also likely to be played in St. Pete, but nothing official yet from Major League Baseball on that series. As for the Cowboys-Texans preseason game, expected to be moved to Arlington. That's what the city of Arlington is saying. It'll happen Thursday night there. Instead of Houston, Texans uh, and J.J. Watt practicing right now in Frisco at the home of the Cowboys. Very difficult, not only because we have family and friends back there, but that's our city. It's very tough to watch your city get hit by such a bad storm and not be there to help. Not be there to help with the recovery, not be there to help with the process. Um, It's very tough. Doug J.J. Watt also doing a lot to try to help raise money for the Houston area. Some more news from the NFL. The Ravens gave head coach John Harbaugh a one-year extension through 2019. Jets head coach Todd Bowles has named Josh McCown as the team's starting quarterback for week one against the Buffalo Bills. More quarterbacking news. Broncos QB Paxton Lynch reportedly going to miss a little time because of an injured shoulder. Could miss a few weeks, but won't need surgery, according to the NFL Network. And this from college football, 13th-ranked LSU will be without linebacker Arden Key for their season opener against BYU following offseason shoulder surgery. And former Baylor coach Art Bryles has been named as an assistant head coach of offense for the CFL's Hamilton Tiger Cats, Doug. Dan, uh, did you watch, where'd you watch the fight? At home. Neighbors came over and we watched the fights. Had a good time for the hour or so that it lasted. When uh, when was the last time you had people over for a fight? This was actually one of our first times because uh, so this was uh, this is relatively been, new. I mean, we got married shortly, but did you? Yeah, we that? have the house. You know, now that we have the house because we were in an apartment prior to. I that. love that everything is the right once you get married. We get the house. We gotta get the dog. <laughs> then we gotta have the kids because I got the wife. Right. Yes. Then we got the marriage. Yes. Right? The marriage. That, 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 that sort of thing. Uh, Ryan Music, where'd you watch the fight? You, you were you stayed in Vegas, didn't you? You stayed in Vegas and actually watched fighting. Did you stay in Vegas and watch the fight? I was in Vegas. I was not at the fight. I was at a uh, my best friend from college lives in Vegas. Oh, so that's I watched right with the with baby. Him. How was that? Was the baby? Baby's doing all right. Was it one of the? Was it the ugly baby from Seinfeld? You're like, oh <laughs> no, it's so actually a very cute, cute baby. Cute baby, yeah, it's not one of those. Sometimes babies come out looking like little aliens. They all come out looking like aliens. Yeah. They, they all come out looking like they've also been battered for fried chicken. I don't know if you would have realized <laughs> that. And you're like, can you clean that thing off? They're all kind of white. <laughs> anyway, um, so you you watch it there. Yeah, it was. Uh, we watched it with him and some of his friends who I've known for several years now, um, and we just watched it at one of their houses, and it was it was good. It was so I, I'm I'm asking you now. When was the last time you got together with a bunch of buds and watched a fight? Oh man, um, I can't even remember. Ramos, where'd you watch? 
watch it at my house with my sister and my parent and my my mom and family. Uh, so now, do you normally get together and watch fights? Yes. Ever since I was young, we've always your, your mom. She's big in the fight game. She, well, for my she dad, she used to be. She actually used to be a boxer. Like, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how you guys know this, my, but Ramos's mom was. Uh, she was the uh, uh, featherweight champion of the uh, the like light featherweight champion at WBC or IBA. I can't remember. I think she, it was more of an IBA well, thing. Wasn't she the cut woman for Mar- uh, marvelous Marvin Hagler as well? <laughs> I thought that was the case. little known fact, Dan. Yes. No, she. My dad used to take her to the Olympic Auditorium. And they used to watch fights back in the day. So she's grown up in the fight stuff. It was, you know what? Here's the thing. The fight was, it had some action. It lasted long enough to where you felt like you got your money's worth. And you end up getting together with a bunch of people. Like That's, honestly, like that was kind of the, and, and it brought two different fan, three bit really different fan bases together. Boxing, MMA, and then, you know, looky lose. We're just like, ah, I just want to kind of, this kind of seems like a cool thing. This celebrity sightings, whatever. So it like it all made sense, and there's just there is something cool about to get in the other for, for a fight. There's also this one thing though; those two are tiny, right? Like Floyd was 149, 149 pounds, and Connor was one fifty three and a half. And by some people's estimation, uh, during the fight, he was in the mid one sixties. And don't get me like, look, both of them and Connor is an unbelievable fighter. Floyd is an unbelievable boxer. They're both remarkable talents. But we sh- we should point out that I-, I still think one of the things the heavyweight sh- the heavyweight division. Does anybody know who the heavyweight champion of the world is? Like, nope, not Klitschko Klitsch- anymore. No, is it? Klitschko okay. had it for like a decade, and no one knew. And there is something to where you see those guys, and they're surrounded by normal size, and they're small for normal size human beings. To where you're like, they're kind of little. Kind of little fellas, whereas NBA players, even more so than NFL guys, they're bigger than life, right? They're giants. And uh, there's a couple parts to it. It's I was going to make this statement about John Carlos Stanton. John Carlos Stanton, legit athlete who happens to play baseball. Bryce Harper, legit athlete who happens to play baseball. Mike Trout, legit athlete who happens to play baseball. Or, you know, you go to football and Jimmy Graham, legit athlete who happens to play football. Like I kind of feel like um, if if more great athletes got into the fight game at a younger age, then they would dominate the fight game. They just don't because you, if you think that middle America has no middle class, you've not seen anything like boxing. Like Floyd is going to make a couple hundred million from that fight. Connor's going to make like a hundred million from that fight. You got, you know, 50 fighters in the entire world that can claim to make six, seven figures. Everybody else is making six figures on a fight. If that, remember, you're paying taxes on it. You can't fight all the time. You got to pay all your trainers. You got to your, pay your agent. You got to pay this guy. You got to pay that guy. You got to pay the guy who brings the belt in the ring, right? The hype man. Becomes prohibitively more expensive. So there's no middle class in fighting. But I, I think that Boxing is a lot, and MMA is a lot like soccer in that it's more a case of our great athletes don't go into those sports. So smaller athletes, guys that are athletic but not freakazoids, you know, like, look, if you're 6'1", 6'2", and you're a freak athlete, you're either a point guard, you're a defensive back, 
or you're a wide receiver or maybe a running back. Like if you're thick, thicker built, you're you're a running back. You know, that's kind of what you do. <clears throat> Whereas, can you imagine if one of those guys, 6'1", 6'2", cornerbacks in the National Football League, learned to be a fighter at a young age, learned to wrestle or in Brazilian jiu-jitsu, they win everything. So Connor's a great athlete for a boxer, but I don't think he's a... I watch them, and they're, they're just so tiny. Just so, so tiny. All right, Vince Young just checked in. Uh, he has family in Houston. He's trying to make sure if they're safe, so we're going to reschedule for another, another day. That's completely and totally reasonable. I remember where I was during Katrina, and I was watching those images at home. And at the time, I had a Chevy truck, extended cab truck. And I was like, I turned to my wife, and I think, how many years ago was Katrina? You guys know? Can you look it up real quick? I think it was 12. 2012? Yeah, was it? No, no. I mean like 12 years ago. 12 no, years like ago. it was 2004, 2005. Uh, what, what month was it? This was it August 2012? August 2005. 12, so it's 12 years ago. Good job, Byer. So my wife, I'm trying to think of my wife. She was pregnant then, but I, I'm trying to think if she knew she was pregnant then. Maybe didn't know she was pregnant then. We had no kids, and I remember I was sitting around my house, and I was like, I'm going to drive down there. I was in Connecticut at the time. Like, I'm going to just, she's like, what are you going to do? Like, you don't know how to do anything. And she's right. Like, I really don't know how to. Like, I have a very limited, I can tell you, I can talk a really good game. I can change the oil in my truck. I can do that myself. I, I know, like, most guys like, yeah, okay, that's not hard. Yeah, but I can. I can change the oil in the filter. Um, I can change a tire. I think these are all things that men have to learn. Um, and then I, I'm kind of strong. I can pick up heavy things. And I can drive for days without getting tired. And I can swim. I'm not a great swimmer. I'm a better swimmer now since I have kids because my kids swim a lot. I'm not a great swimmer, but I can swim. So I was just like, hey, I'm going to get my truck, and I'm going to, like, let's go get a bunch of guys and just throw stuff in my back of my truck and just take supplies down there and just help people who need help. And, of course, I didn't do it, right? Like, I'm like one of the thousands of people like, oh, I'll just donate to the Red Cross. Maybe they need my... I have um, AB negative, which is like the the most rare blood type. So I gave my blood. I don't know if that helps or hurts, or I don't know if anybody got it and needed it. Did you see the photo I tweeted out about the Cajun Navy being on their, on their way? I know that we've had a, a really rough couple of weeks. Hell, ever since uh, the run for the presidency, uh, the run up to the presidency, some of the things you see on social media, some of the stuff with police over the last year. Like we, we've had a tough little run in terms of looking ourselves in the mirror, what type of country we are. I got to, I saw this, I had this photo that I tweeted out. It says the Cajun Navy's on their way. And it's just dudes in pickup trucks getting any kind of boat they got. Everybody's got a boat and everybody's got a truck. If you've ever lived, I lived in Oklahoma for a long time. And I've had, a, I've had plenty of, and even Connecticut, like everybody, you got a pickup truck, you got a boat. You got a bass boat, you know, you got a boat you take kids, like, go get it. And it's really, we still live in a really cool country. My brother just got back from uh, Spain. He was there during the terrorist attack. They were really close to the terrorist attack, kind of scarily so. And, you know, look, America, and a lot of this stuff is not easy. But one of the things that we have a tendency to do is we rally around our own. And there's some great pictures and great images and great people who are like, hey, you know what? I'm dropping everything. I'm I'm not I'm doing what me personally I didn't do in 05, which is getting in their trucks, 
loading up with supplies, and just going to help people. I don't think I could do it from here. I think by the time I got there, I think they'd be good. But I think if you're close, yeah, music. Well, it's also if you were, yeah, go ahead. Sometimes the the idea of you going to just like drive, like, hey, I'm going to go help. Like that sounds like a really great idea. But then you really don't know what you're driving into. All of a sudden, you could be driving, and then you're just stuck out there like like everyone else. Yeah, but sometimes you can just go places and go like, what do you guys need? Like if you That's were, true. You know, like you guys just need, I don't know, do you need somebody to keep making runs for water for the actual people who are helping people? Like, okay, I'll go do that. Helping the people who are helping. Right. Yeah. Like sometimes that's, that's, all you, that's all you really need is like, hey, we got plenty of people who are helping here. Like don't get in the water if you're not an expert because you're going to get lost in one of these boats. Yeah. But you know what we do need is we need water and supplies. Like just go to, you know, run to Walmart. You know, all the Walmarts here are tapped out of water. Go to run to one 100 miles from here and come back. Bring a bunch of dry clothes yes, for people. As much, yeah. you know. Blankets. Yeah. Yes. Um, what's that Red Cross number that, that we gave out? I know if you text Harvey in all capital letters to the Red Cross. Yeah, the, uh, the number here is 1-800-725-2769. That's a number you can call. Right. Like, or you oh, can oh, text. 1-800-729-725. 1-800-725-2769. Okay. Or you can text the word Harvey, H-A-R-V-E-Y, to 90999. And that's an automatic $10 donation to the Red Cross. Okay, so 10 bucks, right? Like you spent 100 bucks on the fight. Right, you probably spent a couple hundred bucks on food and on beer. Like, what is ten dollars is not going to dramatically change your life, and no, it won't dramatically change things in Houston. But it's doing something. It's doing something. Skip Bayless thinks Julian Edelman's injury was a bigger loss in the Patriots than people will let on. How big? Find out next. With True Car, you can find out what other people in your area paid for the same car you're looking for, new or used. Visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Wait for it. Mm-hmm. Bang your head. Oh. Got to get some of that rage out, right? You see three million people illegally streamed. The McGregor May- Mayweather McGregor fight illegally or legally illegally three million. That's it. Uh, yeah, three million. They're like, oh, three million people illegally. Yeah, I mean, I saw it. You know, you get on Twitter, you can find people that periscope it that you can watch on Periscope. I've watched other fights that way, and been thankful I d- I did so. I paid the hundred bucks. I did, you know. But honestly, um, if my family wasn't around, I would have illegally streamed it. I would. I have no problem. You're honest about it. Uh, I'm I'm honest about my level of dishonesty. I have you know. But here's the thing. Um, give me the split MMA to boxing fan that illegally streamed the steam stream the fight. I'm going 85-15 MMA fans illegally streamed it to, to boxing fan. Yeah, I, I would I'm using, go. I'm using my my demographics to 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 tell the story. I, I would go more towards like sixty forty to where it's it's definitely more MMA fans, but I think there was a fair amount of boxing fans as well. Hmm. See, uh, music's not old enough to remember the Tyson. People used to do the same for Tyson fights. Like, Hearns Hagler was more really young during it. Sugar Ray Leonard fights. Um, those were great fights because they, they, you know, they went the distance and they were, I mean, they beat that crap out of each other. The Tyson ones were really the ones that began to sour us because 
he was dominant and he was scary, but they were over in the first round. They were over like that. And then when he went away for rape and he came back, he wasn't nearly the same. And, you know, uh, you had Lennox Lewis and, and Holyfield. They finally fought. Eh. Um, and when Tyson returned, you had the ear-biting fight. But, I mean, there's a probably a good 15 years to which I can honestly say I didn't watch a pay-per-view fight ever. Ever. And this was the first time I was like, you know what? Wife, kids, wife was kind of into it. I would also point out being on the West Coast really helped. That was an impossible deal if you're East, if you're East Coast guy. It was the first time that East Coast sports fan got screwed. Right? This, the fight didn't start until midnight. Yeah, 12:15 East Coast time. It's like I remember we like we you know we kicked everybody out and then they're done. You're like, "Hey, can we go?" <laughs> Great to go see home. you. Got to go. You like just you like start walking people towards the door as you're talking. Uh-huh. 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 You know, then you got clean stuff up. So 11 o'clock, we like, my wife and I like, kids are asleep, we're in bed. And I was like, can you imagine if we were back in Connecticut, 2 a.m.? No chance. No chance. Every day we like to play for you a portion of something that happened earlier on Fox Sports Radio. We call and it. now. <laughs> What's up to Fox thing? Skip Bayless had this to say about Julian Edelman's injury. I'm not going to back off picking the Patriots to win at all, but their odds got significantly worse with the loss of Julian Edelman. He, he is a gladiator. He was the guts, the grit, the spirit of this team. He was Tom Brady's soulmate. Probably his best connection. friend, too. Probably his best friend. But, but when the chips are really down, when you need a play made, you go to that little man. So now, can Gronk stay healthy the whole year? The, the odds in history would stay scream long. no, right? Correct. And yet, I thought as great as Gronk can be, and as much as you say he's just a complete mismatch for mm-hmm. most teams when he's healthy, yes. even for two players, I still think Edelman is a bigger loss now than Gronk was over the last eight games last year because they went on to win the Super Bowl. 98 receptions, 158 targets, and people forget he actually played a little bit of, I didn't play quarterback in college, but a little bit of quarterback in their win against the Texans, right? Uh, did he throw a pass in that game? He did something where he played, might have lined up in like single wing or whatever. Um, uh, I remember he, he did line up something under quarterback, maybe ran the option or something like that when they beat the Texans and Jacoby Brissett got the start. The point is, he's a tremendous player. But no one has found more useful white guys to play that role than the New England Patriots. One thing you should know is Chris Hogan will not be the undersized white guy. They're like, oh, they just got Hogan there. Like, Hogan's like 6'1". He's not really the classic Wes Welker, Julian Edelman, uh, Danny Woodhead, little, 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 you know, white dude that they, that they throw to every time on third down. But I would agree. I like, I don't know if he's more, he's, he was more important last year, but that's because Gronk didn't play. Gronk commands a double team. Edelman commands a double, double team. And Edelman's great on third down and third down is the most important down in the NFL. This is a huge loss and potentially a season changing loss. The difference is. If there's a time where you can find another unknown white guy to be your slot wide receiver and Tom Brady's go to target, it's this offseason or this this weekend because unlike in previous years where they cut down from ninety to seventy five to fifty three, they remain at ninety 
until cutdown day when they go to 53, and then they can re-sign guys on their uh, on their practice squad. So he's not wrong. He's not wrong. And they have Brandon Cooks now. Brandon Cooks more t- take the top off wide receiver. But they need to find somebody underneath. But those guys are, this would be a great, for my Wes Welker is a Hall of Famer test, this would be a great test. Can you get a guy off the street at this late date or off the waiver wire and make it work and make it seamless? Because that's always been the argument with, you know, wins above replacement, basically. If the, can they replace you with somebody who's just about as good as you? It'll be fascinating to see. Also be interesting to see how long it takes Edelman to come back. August, September, October, November, December, January, February. Probably too close. Probably too close. Mayweather McGregor. What you missed, you saw it right before your eyes. Next on the Doug Gottlieb Show. What up? It's the Doug Gottlieb Show. Fox Sports. Radio. Do, 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 do. Um, do you guys like magicians? And, like, magicians now have taken on, like, a whole different... What was the guy's name who... Um, he has a show at where we were staying. Chris Angel, Right. Like, magicians now, like, they do some magic stuff, but it's not like the classic sleight of hand that they used to do. Like, now they do things where it's like there's levitation and they disappear and there's smoke and, like, ooh, I can I can think, you can think of something and then I can have it already written down in an envelope and somebody in the audience opens up the envelope and there's the card that you picked out of a deck. Whereas I'm kind of, I'm kind of old school, like, magician classic, right? I don't need new magician a magician classic, right? Like, take a deck of cards, show me a card, throw them up in the air, catch them all, go back through, pick out the one card. Like, damn, how'd you do that, right? Like, I like like classic magic tricks still work for me. But the, and look, there's spoilers now on the internet. You know, you can go like, well, how'd somebody do a magic trick? And you can go, and if you type in on the mag, you type on online, they'll show you. You're like, oh, it's actually not magic. There's actually a skill to it, but the skill is not magic or making something disappear. It's a sleight of hand. It's knowing how to move things and get people's attention with one place and make it move to another. And at just the right moment, just the right moment, pull off kind of a con. What's the greatest gift Floyd Mayweather had over the last decade? We talked about it all last week. He never fought anybody who could really beat him. Right. But he made you think they could beat him. And that was the whole that was that was the whole reasonable doubt. That's what they tried to establish. Reasonable doubt. Now, Conor McGregor doesn't he didn't think it should be stopped. Which did you guys think it should be stopped? I thought I thought it was he was about done. I mean, he was just teeing off on him. He was defenseless guy. And Conor, I was just wobbly. Just got to get back to the, like, I just got to get to a knee. Then take a knee, dude. Like, take a knee, and they probably wouldn't stop. Take a knee, catch your breath, step up, and get knocked get knocked plum, plumbed uh, out again. Yes. I just love how the fact, how we talk about, we talked about CTE all last week. We talk about concussions. We talk about looking out for everybody. 
But yet it's okay if he's like, yeah, just let me go. You know, it's like, no, no, you're being pummeled. You need, we, we're looking out for your best interest. We don't want yeah, you to get hurt. Different, different, football is different than boxing. Like boxing, you know you're going to get brain damage, right? You know you're going to get brain damage. You cannot be a boxer and not expect to get hit in the head. You can... We, you can stop it earlier than he. I thought he stopped it at the right time. I, I thought, thought it was stopped at about the right time. How do you become a Hall of Fame referee? I don't know. I think the referee is a <laughs> Hall of Famer. You stop fights at the right time. Yeah, yeah. I guess. I guess that's probably his how. Probably his how. Um. So, but the thing is, like Floyd Mayweather is not that fast, is not that powerful, and yet here he was absolutely teeing off on Conor McGregor. Absolutely teeing off. And that's because this whole thing was a magic trick. The whole thing was a con to me. From the lead up and build up of Floyd himself to to the, the possibility of him catching a left hand. But Floyd put himself in no lose position. That's the genius. Like, look, when I go through greats of all time, right? Like Derek Jeter, all-time great, correct? The beauty of Derek Jeter is he was more clutch than he was good, or maybe he's just as clutch as he was good, like the, basically the same batting average in the postseason as he had in the regular season. Like there's an incredible skill to that. I know that he got more opportunities to be great in the postseason than anybody else because, one, he was on the Yankees, and, two, they expanded the playoffs when he was, when, when, when he was playing. But if you want to tell, if, I, if you go back, like when you have your grandkids around, you're like, Grandpappy, tell me about Derek Jeter. Let me tell you, Derek Jeter was just as good in the regular season as he was the postseason. He was clutch as much as he was good. He might have never the best shortstop ever. Right? But he was really, he was the same guy. The pressure didn't affect him one iota. Right? So then they go back to the grandpa. Grandpa, 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 tell me about Peyton Manning. Let me tell you about Peyton Manning. He was the best quarterback with a bad arm I've ever seen. It's true. Peyton Manning, he couldn't throw a spiral. And yet he won a couple of Super Bowls. He was so bad in the last Super Bowl he played. It was the last game ever that I thought maybe Peyton Manning's left-handed. Right? So when they go back and they say, Grandpappy, tell me about Floyd Money Mayweather. Oh, let me tell you about Money Mayweather. He didn't pay taxes. He beat his women. He liked the strip clubs. Well, let me tell you, in the ring, what he did was he took losing out of the equation. He either fought guys that couldn't beat him or he took away the one thing they could do to beat him. He was a genius con man. That's who he was. That's what Grandpappy Doug is going to say about Floyd Mayweather. It's a magnificent con and magnificent strategy. I Look, sports is about a lot of things, and debate shows, I think, are actually great because it gets to one of the things that sports are about, which is like, my guy's better than your guy, let's argue about it. My team's better than your team, let's argue about it. But one of the things that debate shows never talks about, and, and I haven't watched a bunch today, they don't talk about conditioning. Conditioning. That thing was won because Floyd Mayweather was in better boxing shape. And he completely understood that the only way he could lose was if Connor caught him with a left hand. And the best way to take away, and the best way to make that so it wouldn't happen 
is to, one, make him throw his punches early in the round and early in the fight, and so he'd lose his legs. And then even if he did walk into a left hand, because my thing was, once it got to the seventh, eighth, and ninth round, I was like, man, as long as you don't walk into a left hand. But the truth is, even if he did, it wouldn't have had any zip behind it. You guys ever boxed before? You ever got into a fight? It's exhausting. It's exhausting. No, seriously, like you get into a fight. Uh, they used to fight behind the di- in the ditch at Jordan Elementary. Hey, man, at the ditch after school. Uh, you'd show up at the ditch and you get into a fight with a kid. My brother, we first moved here from New York. He was like in, I was in kindergarten. He was in third grade or fourth grade or whatever. He was getting into a fight. I jumped on the other dude's back, right? I had my, don't you fight my brother. Everybody fought by the ditch. If you get into a fight, get into a ditch and you get done and the fight, you'd think it would last like 10 minutes. It really lasted like a minute, 32 minutes. And then somebody go, principal's coming. And you go and you go and run around. Music, your elementary school was what? Riviera. Riviera Elementary School. That's right. Sounds very tough. Sounds like there's a lot of gang activity. Oh, there was just, you know, so much stuff happening. Where was the fight? Did they have a fight spot? Oh, yeah. Um, so our elementary school, just on the other side of the fence where the school stopped, was Rocket Ship Park. All the yeah. fights were at Rocket Ship Park. Rocket Ship Park. Park. Yeah. You be Rocket Ship Park after school, punk. Oh, I'll see, see you, you there. there. Yeah. See you there, right? <laughs> right? Byer. Byer grew up in Wisconsin. Um, Byer, what was your elementary school? Lincoln Elementary. Lincoln Elementary. Um Oh, where was the fight spot at Lincoln Elementary? Fifth grade diamond, because it was the farthest away from All right, everyone okay. else. Uh, okay. Did you ever get in a fight? Um, no. A wrestling, it turned into a wrestling match. Which is why I have my son wrestle. So, cause, yeah. Because they all do turn into wrestling match. Ra- uh, Ramos, fights, uh, elementary school is what? Arroyo Vista. Arroyo Vista. Arroyo Vista. <laughs> what was the fight spot? Five spot was in front of the library. Front of the, li- front of the library, punked after school, Ramos. <laughs> Just be quiet. Nobody Sissy. make any noise. Sissy. <laughs> no Sissy. punk. <laughs> front of the lobby. In front of the library. That's why the nerds to come out. What's going on here? <laughs> Three o'clock, I'll fight you in the principal's office. So at Jordan Elementary, my first elementary school was by the ditch. At by Levita Elementary, it was behind the kindergarten room. That was also where people would make out. Um <laughs> Jeez. Sixth graders didn't make out. Yeah. Sixth graders, huh? Uh, anyway, it's exhausting. So, look, it's like the basics of fighting or of boxing, which is the longer it goes, the better conditioned man. And the guy who's lighter, because the way to take advantage of somebody's reach is, well, they put their hands down. You put your hands down more when you're tired or when you make them move or uh, – you know, or if you get to their body, or if you attack them, and that's what Floyd did. But I'm left with this overall feeling that it's just one of the great cons of all time. Even Conor McGregor didn't know what hit him. Take a listen to what he said after the fight. I don't know. I, t- I took the early rounds pretty handy. He had to change his style, and fair play to him. He did. He adjusted. He changed his style. Put the hands up and walked forward. He's composed. He's not that fast. He's not that powerful. But boy, is he composed in there. So he was making me throw when he was patient with his shots. Patient with his shorts. He was patient because he knew you were burning up all your energy, dude. I took the first three rounds kind of handily. You know why you took them hand? For, took the first three rounds? Here's Floyd Mayweather. Our game plan was to take our time, go to him, let him shoot all his heavy shots early, and, and then take him out at the end, down the stretch. Right? Like, yeah, dude, that was our strategy. We wanted you to have the first three rounds. Like, I was killing him. I was totally killing him. It was awesome. 
And then, you know, he changed strategy. Like, no, he waited until you had nothing left, and then he started boxing with you, and you couldn't even keep your hands up. It's over, Johnny. Right. This is one of the, like, it's, it's, like, when, it's like when a magic trick happens. Like, you, you're like, Wait, what happened? No, I, no, I was watching the whole time. I was watching Chris Angel the whole time. I don't understand how he did what he just did. Right? But the magi- magicians never give up their secrets. Of course, this is where, where Floyd gave up his secret. That was our strategy the whole time. My biggest takeaway, though, from the, from the boxing match is this. The scoring of boxing is abysmal. You cannot compare the level of dominance that Floyd had from the fourth round on with Connor winning the first round when Floyd only throws four punches. And I, I know that the international system and the Olympics is flawed as well, where they go by overall punches landed. And so if you just smack guys with your gloves, even if they don't have anything behind them, you can score points. But there has to be some sort of, uh, there have to be some sort of different scoring system that's more appropriate. Rick Buecher joins the show upcoming next. Why do the Cavs want takebacks? I thought it was no no takebacks. Any chance this trade doesn't go through? And what does it mean for LeBron's future? Find out that next. But first, are you hiring? Do you know where to find your best job candidates? There are people that need jobs. There are jobs that are available. But how do you find the right people for the right job? Zip Recruiter. Did you know that with ZipRecruiter, you can post your job to 100-plus job sites with just one click? Then their powerful technology efficiently matches the right people to your job better than anybody else. That's why ZipRecruiter is different. Unlike other job sites, ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates to find you. It finds them. In fact, how about this? 80% of employers who post their job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through their site within one day. Find out why ZipRecruiter has been used by businesses of all sizes to find the most qualified job candidates with immediate results. And now, my listeners can post jobs on ZipRecruiter for free. That's right, free. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Doug. That's ZipRecruiter, Z-I-P, Recruiter, R-E-C-R-U-I-T-E-R, dot com slash Doug. One more time, try it for free. It is the best. I mean, it posts to over 100 job sites with just one click. ZipRecruiter.com slash Doug. With True Car, you can find out what other people in your area pay for the same car you're looking for and on average save over 3000 off MSRP. Whether you're looking for a new or used car, visit True Car and enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Good slate of college football this weekend. It actually uh, starts Thursday. Mile Modern Oklahoma State on uh, FS1, 18-point favorites. Wow, that's a lot of points. At the Boone, that's Boone Pickens Stadium, That'll get started at uh, 7.30 Eastern Time, 4.30 Pacific Time. That's, like, perfect. Perfect. 4.30 Pacific Time? Can't wait. Uh, Also, uh, Ohio State, Indiana. That one's only mildly interesting. Indiana was pretty good last year. Won't be as good. Remember, they fired fired Kevin Wilson, their head coach, in the offseason. And Kevin Wilson is now the run game coordinator, offensive coordinator of Ohio State. They face off. Uh, on Friday, you got Washington, who won the Pac-12, taking on Rutgers. That's the inaugural Big Ten game. Remember, Rutgers is kind of in the Big Ten. Kind of. Sort of. I've said this earlier. I, I know that all the discussion over the weekend was 
the Cavs didn't like what they saw from Isaiah Thomas's hip and are thinking about going back and asking for more. But um, I don't know. The Cavs didn't know that Isaiah Thomas had a hip problem. <laughs> and how'd the trade get consummated without them going like, hey, you know, Isaiah Thomas got a hip. Why don't you send up the medicals? Send over the medicals. So let's catch up with Rick Buecher from Bleach Report. He joins us in the Doug Gottlieb show. How are the Cavs the only people that didn't know Isaiah Thomas had a bad hip? Oh, I'm, I'm certain that they knew uh, that he had a bad hip. I don't know if they knew how bad the hip was and whether the, uh, the physical that he took the other day uh, gave them a clearer perspective on that. But I really think this comes down to winning the press conference. Initially, they won the press conference. I, I thought it was funny how everybody was responding to the trade and whether it was good or it was bad and and who got the best of it. And, and you had Danny Ainge drop that little dime <laughs> after it was announced and everybody was talking about it, saying, yeah, you know, uh, I don't know if Isaiah is going to be ready for the start of the season and did his hip situation uh, factor into making the deal. And he said some. And at that point, the people I talked to around the league were, that's a huge red flag, that, he's, that he might not be starting the season because – it's been three months since that injury went down. And some of the belief is that the reason that he didn't have surgery was because if you have surgery, if you have hip surgery, it automatically reduces what you're able to get on the free agent market. People are not going to uh, dial you up at the same – no matter what you do, it's a matter of, hey, you know what, this is a ticking time bomb now. So the belief was that he avoided the surgery not because it wasn't that severe, but because of – the message that it would send to the entire league, Isaiah being an unrestricted free agent next summer. So, um, you know, the heart of it is uh, I think that the Cavs lost, uh, thought they won the press conference, and then when the news got came out about Isaiah and where he was at, uh, they felt like maybe we didn't win the press conference. Let's see if we can go back and try to win the second press conference. All right, uh, any chance to get anything more from the Celtics? I can't. I don't see how. I, I, don't, I don't see how you go back on the deal now. I don't know what the terms of it were. Like, we didn't hear anything about it was on the condition of the physical because I would have hoped that that would have been out front. And, uh, Doug, you probably know this as well as anyone. You know, people are like, well, he didn't pass the physical. The physical is a complete interpretation in terms of what passes and what doesn't pass uh, and whether it's a prerequisite to passing the physical, and even you can have physicals where you go, we're going to uh, eliminate this element of, this, uh, of, of the body. This doesn't apply to the physical. If everything else checks out, uh, you, got a, you got a green light. And so I don't know what the terms of the deal are, but I have to believe that uh, they wouldn't have gone this far down the road uh, if if it was contingent upon Isaiah passing the Cavs physical. Rick Buecher from Bleach Report joining us. Doug Gottlieb show, Fox Sports Radio. All right, so who did win the trade? Oh, I, uh, Boston Celtics, hands down. Uh, first of all, anytime you get the, you get the best player in the trade, uh, that's automatic. Uh, I like Jay Crowder. I think he's at a reasonable price. Is he a game changer? No. And I know everybody is all excited. This is the beauty of, of in today's day and age of draft picks, particularly when you go unprotected draft pick. And then you say Brooklyn 
everybody's, oh, we're going to get the number one pick. We're going to get the next franchise player. Well, first of all, number one picks aren't always – first of all, you're not guaranteed the number one pick. Mm-hmm. Brooklyn's going to have a lot of competition for being the worst team in the league this year. Mm-hmm. A lot, there's five or six teams that are going to vie for them, vie with them for the worst record in the league. Second, you're not guaranteed the number one pick uh, in, in any event. That's why you have the lottery. Third, as hot and bothered as people are about Marvin Bagley and Porter, I, talking to people in the league, uh, the reason Marvin Bagley is the undisputed number one pick is because this draft isn't very good. Right. Uh, it's not expected to be very good. And while Marvin Bagley has a load of talent, the idea that he's going to be the next franchise player is just – I mean, let's put it this way uh, – Doug, look at Andrew Wiggins, Carl Anthony Towns, Anthony Davis. For as talented as they are, essentially what have they done to this point? The really franch- the, the franchise-turning guys come into the league and they instantly make their teams competitive for a playoff spot. Yeah, LeBron didn't get there the first year, but they were competitive. Carmelo got there, obviously had some pieces. But I look at those guys and, and all the excuses are about the players around them, if you really are a transformational player, a transformative player, a transcendent player, then your team is immediately competing for a playoff spot. For as talented as those guys are, they haven't done it yet. So even if Marvin Bagley reaches their level, which is still a big if, I don't know that you can look at that pick and say, we're okay, we can lose Kyrie, we can lose LeBron. We're on our way. So I'm going to take the four-time All-Star, the guy who was able to win a championship by hitting the biggest shot, and for my money, at least going into the, into the finals, was the guy that if my life depended on a guy being able to create a shot and get one off and make it, Kyrie Irving was my guy. That's uh, Rick Buecher, who I wholeheartedly agree with. I mean, it's just, I mean, it's amazing. Now, look, they did lose some toughness. They lost some intangibles. They're tangible. Well, hold yeah, on. They're, their tangibles yeah. are much better than they were last year. They are much yeah, better, but they, sure. but they lost and, they lost Avery, and yes. and as much as Isaiah, look Isaiah gets a lot of credit for the the scoring. What he yeah. doesn't maybe get the credit for, like he's a tough little sucker, right? He is. Uh, so, no, 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 no doubt. So you you lose Mentally. that those two. You lose Avery yeah. Bradley and him, and then you lose Jay Crowder. None of whom are really top ten, fifteen, twenty players in the NBA. Whereas Hayward and and. Um, uh, Kyrie are, but right. uh, how long do you think it takes the Celtics to establish the type of defensive identity, yeah. core role players, to get them back to where their intangibles are at, at the level that their tangibles are now? It's a fair question, and this is what makes it complicated cause, because people are equating winning the trade with the Boston Celtics are better. Right. Um, I think they're more talented. Uh, losing Avery Bradley and Jay Crowder, and to to some extent Isaiah Thomas, you're changing the dynamic of your team. They're, they've gone from a gritty defensive team uh, that that had its personality established, but had a finite ceiling, to a team that's really remaking itself. It's far more talented, but it's far more offensive oriented. I mean, Jason Jason Tatum, Gordon Hayward's okay as a two way player. I, I'll, I'll give him that. Kyrie, we really don't think of that way. Jason Tatum, you don't expect that way. I don't know that Al Horford is is. I don't know where to put him in the equation. So no, they're they're changing their personality. They're changing uh, a, a lot there, and and it may be a step backward 
in, in totality. But uh, they now have the kind of players that if you can put those pieces around them that you mentioned, now you can play for a championship. Now you have a legitimate chance of saying in the postseason, when, when, if we can play them even to the final minute, we have the guys who go, can go get us a bucket. They didn't have that before. Uh, you know, no offense to Isaiah Thomas, they didn't have that before. Now they have it. They can get that against the best. Now they need to backload and put those other pieces in. So uh, how long it takes them? Look, <laughs> dude, as, as, it just depends on how aggressive Danny wants to be because he's still got five first-round picks over the next two years. So, I mean, if he wants to go and get those gritty guys, I guarantee you those gritty guys are available for some of the picks that he has available. Yeah, yeah. They, they, they lost a lot, but the guys they got are, are, are more readily replaceable. Um, does Cleveland making this, these moves, does this have any effect on LeBron James' future? Uh, from what I've been told, talking to people around the league, absolutely not. In fact, it probably has – I mean, look, in talking to people uh, who would know, uh, there's no – finite decision made is he looking at all his options is he open to to going to la or doing whatever absolutely has he made a, a, a determination at this point i don't think so but the way cleveland is approaching this they are approaching it as if they are preparing for him to go and that's the, that if anything's going to push him out it's wait a minute you're not trying to maximize my ability to win a ring this year you're looking at the future like no 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 i want to do things now dan gilbert i want you to spend money now i want you to spend resources now don't tell me about trying to to create a longevity for the for for the team that's not how lebron works so this getting a pick rather than trying to get a superstar trying to get established players uh trying to get you know an unprotected potential first round pick that says to lebron you know what? You got one foot in, one foot out. So do we. Dwayne Wade plays for the Cavs this year. I would expect that to be the case. Um, but that said, the big question is going to be uh, how much money is he going to give up with Chicago? Because they're not just, that's not the way Jerry Reinsdorf works. If you're going to give him money back, then he'll let you go. If you're not, He'll sit on you and let you and, and, and let you stew in Chicago because, you know, Dwayne Dwayne worked this a little bit. He knew that he couldn't get the money he was going to get from Chicago anyplace else. He knew they were moving Jimmy Butler. He knew what the deal was. He could have not exercised the option and put himself out there on the free agent market, but he knew he wasn't going to get twenty million uh, or twenty one million uh, in doing so, and so he took the money. Well. Jerry Reinsdorf's not going to give you the money and the freedom. You're going to have to pay to get out. Yeah, no, I, I, think, I think he'll lose some of the money, but I also think he'll end up with LeBron, and then he'll probably, if LeBron leaves, he'll probably follow LeBron wherever LeBron goes. I think they're boys. I, I, I wouldn't, would, not be the, would not be the least bit surprised. Uh, what about Melo? Uh, I have not heard anything new on that front uh, as far as, uh, you know, they, they brought in uh, Scott Perry and, and, and sort of a new regime. And from everything I've heard, uh, he's been trying to just get, like, get uh, his hands around the, the organization, meet everybody, talk to everybody. I know that there was a report out there that he had never, you know, he had not talked to Jim Dolan. That report was accurate at the time. From my understanding is he, he has since met with, with Jim Dolan and, 
So I, I get the sense that they're not in this incredible rush. Look, New York, New York knows at some point they have to move them, but like starting at the beginning of the season, they, they don't have that pressure on them. Houston, somebody else who's looking to get Carmelo and make a run, they have that pressure. And this is the beauty of having a Scott Perry uh, who's been around the block a couple times is that he understands that. He came in and changed the dynamic immediately by rather than, you know, Phil Jackson, it was, oh, we got to get rid of Carmelo because he, he, he poisoned the waters. And Scott comes in and says, hey, you know what? We're, we're going to sit down and talk with Melo. We're going to figure out what's best for the two of us. We're not just going to move him for moving him's sake. And suddenly Melo's like, hey, wait a minute. No, I want to get out of here. How can we make this happen? So you now suddenly, rather than being at odds, now there's the opportunity to work together to make something that's uh, mutually beneficial. So I don't, I don't know that anything's going to pop off. Um, I, I, I don't even know if it's going to happen before training camp opens. You would think that it would. But as of right now, I have not heard anything that is, uh, uh, that is on the front burner. All right, that's Rick Buecher from Bleach Report. Coach, of course, has his own show on Sirius XM Channel 82. Buke, great stuff, man. Thanks so much for joining us. You got it, Doug. All right, uh, you're, look, you're being foolish if you think the NFL is going to get rid of preseason. I'll tell you why after um, we welcome in Dan Beyer. Dan Beyer, uh, what, do you, what's, what do you got working? Great information from uh, Rick, the back and forth between you guys. Great. Uh, we got some information out from Major League Baseball on what they are doing with the Houston Astros. The Astros Rangers series that was scheduled for Tuesday through Thursday in Houston, now being moved to St. Petersburg, Florida. They'll be playing at Tropicana Field, the home of the Rays, during those games. There is another series that the Astros were set to host the New York Mets on Friday through Sunday. Major League Baseball has not announced where that series would be played, but there are multiple reports saying it's also likely to be played at Tropicana Field. As for the Cowboys and Texans, Texans already practicing at the Cowboys headquarters in Frisco. The game likely to be played at AT AT&T Stadium, the home of the Cowboys, J.J. Watt, a message to all of those. I want to start a fundraiser because I know that these recovery efforts are going to be massive. I know that there's going to be a whole bunch of people we need to help get back on their feet. I know that there's going to be a lot we need to do to help rebuild. So instead of focusing on football right now, J.J. Watt focusing on efforts to raise money for the victims of Hurricane Harvey. Other news of the National Football League, Jets head coach Todd Bowles has named Josh McCown as the team's starting quarterback week one against the Buffalo Bills. The Ravens gave head coach John Harbaugh a one-year extension through 2019. And, Doug, those preseason haters may point to this, but the NFL Network says Bears wide receiver Cameron Meredith has a torn ACL and other damage in his knee, suffered yesterday in that game against the Tennessee Titans. He is done for the 2017 season. Hey, uh, did you see the, you know, this Vontez perfect thing where he's suspended five games? It's a new new NFL rule. Have you seen this, Dan Byer? Yes, yes. Okay. I saw the hit, if that's what you're asking. Yeah, okay. So so the hit is on a fullback from the Kansas City Chiefs, and this is a, it's a rule change in the NFL, and it's one that – I actually really like the rule change. I, I feel like Fontes perfect five games is a lot. And I know that he's been accused of, of cheap shots in the past. And, you know, so he's, he's no choir boy. But uh, the new rule is it's a foul if a player initiates unnecessary contact against a player who's a defensive posture. You know, in the past, and Vontez going by the past, in the past, um, if you... As soon as the the quarterback released the ball, and it came by, like it came anywhere in your area, then you could hit the other player. You just could. Uh, but uh, a receiver running a pass route when a defender approaches from the side or from behind, 
So in other words, you used to be able to, guys running around, even if he's not catching the ball, ball goes past him, and you could just lay him out. And Vontez Perfect, one, because of his past, and two, because of this new rule, is now going to be suspended, as of now, the first five games of the league. The change prohibits forcible contact to the head or neck area with the crown of the helmet. Once a receiver becomes a blocker and assumes a blocking position, he is no longer a defenseless player. If you're just running around, because he used to be, guys just used to run routes like, oh, and I'm not getting the ball, and you had to run it all out, but you knew you weren't getting it, so you didn't have your hands up and you weren't looking around on a swivel, and, and when the ball goes past you, um, you know, and Burfecht's not the only guy. Richard Sherman has done this, Cam Chancellor, the, 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 the Seahawks guys are famous for this, laying guys out when they come into their area, when the ball goes whizzing by, even if it's not for them. Mm-hmm. Because now it makes guys run their routes with a lot more caution. So I think it's a good rule change. I feel like five games a lot, man. History, obviously, yep. on the NFL side. And I would think that the players union would have something to say about it. Remember the, the hit last year on Chris Harris Jr. from Harry Douglas, the Titans wide receiver that kind of went at his knees, another away from the play sort of thing. But it was roles reversed. It was supposed to be a block, but it's a cheap shot. It seemed like a lot of the players were supporting Chris Harrison against Harry Douglas for taking a shot like that. I would I wouldn't be surprised if more people came to the defense or more players came to the defense of Sherman just because for an overall player's health situation, Doug, I think those type of hits are very, very dangerous. Yeah. Um, you know, listen, I appreciate Dan Dan Byer. You'll hear him coming up in the press in about five minutes, get to about as many things as we can in the world of sports. There are people like, hey, we got to do away with the preseason. Do away with the preseason a lot like do away with the Pro Bowl guy. We keep rolling the Pro Bowl out there. You know what the Pro Bowl keeps doing? Keeps existing. You know why? Keeps making money. So you want us to not make money on preseason games. Okay. Like, that just doesn't happen. It just doesn't happen. We talked about this last week with Amy Trask. If you go to the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast, um, I don't know how many of you guys are interested in this. She's, she's a, a first ever and only female CEO in the history of the National Football League. But we talked about stadiums and stadium size. Like, one of the reasons that cities should and do pay for on some level, all of these stadiums is because the NFL team only uses it 10 times a year, max 12 times a year. So there's a, the inventory of games is so slight that if you're going to take away a home game, you're taking away a huge amount of revenue, huge. I mean, think about it in Atlanta. They play these preseason games non-Sunday. That's those are the only days that Chick-fil-A can be open inside the new stadium. Imagine that. You're like, man, I can't wait to go to Chick-fil-A in the new stadium. You're like, oh, it's Sunday. Like, let's go. You get up from your seat. You go down to the first level. You get in the Chick-fil-A like, it's not open on Sunday. Anyway, um, you know, this this argument happens in every sport on some level. It just does. Right? Well, you you shouldn't have to spend, you know, four years before you can make money in Major League Baseball. These guys don't make any money, legit money, until they're fifth-year arbitration eligible. Sixth year as well. Yeah, but except these guys toil around the minor leagues, and it's a feeling out process in baseball, and that's why if you do make it, you can make ridiculous money in baseball. You shouldn't have to have preseason NBA games. We don't hear any complaining about preseason NBA games, and guys get hurt in preseason NBA games. Why? Because it's a collision sport? 
There is no way to protect players in a collision sport from other collisions. And, oh, yeah, by the way, most of the injuries are non-contact related. And if you cut away the preseason games, all you're doing is cutting away revenue, which I don't know who buys tickets to these things, but I've told you. The best thing you can do if you want to end preseason games is not buy tickets to them. And you're like, well, I can't buy season tickets. Okay, don't buy season tickets. Just buy tickets to the games you want. Buy them on the secondary market. That's what I do. Why? Why would you go every week and like, well, you know, you go into the parking lot and you got your place to park and your tailgating family becomes like a second family. If that's your second family, you need to work on your first family some more. How is Tom Brady adjusting to life without Julian Edelman? I'll tell you next, but first, one of the most important discussions and thoughts you need to have is one that most people don't want to discuss and frankly, don't want to dive into. It's your life insurance policy. And I couldn't make it any easier for you. Instead of giving you one plan or one option, you should use Select Quote. Select Quote shops uh, and could get you up to 15 options from highly rated life insurers. If you want to make that free call today, review your options, all of them, call 1 800 881 4466. Select Quote has been in business since 1985. And they've already protected over 1.2 million families. They can protect yours. Say you're a 40-year-old male, takes cholesterol medication. You get $500,000 in life insurance for under $25 a month. That could be your cost to protect your family for when you're not here. I want you to give SelectQuote a call at 800-881-4466 or go to SelectQuote.com for a totally free personal quote. 800-881-4466. That's 800-881-4466. Get full details on the example policy at selectquote.com slash commercials premiums could vary depending on your health, issuing company, and other factors. 800-881-4466, not available in all states. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio, live and direct from a red-hot city of angels. Ramos, you got a pool at the house? Uh, no pool at my house, nope. Are you going to get one of like the kiddie pools and just go like lay in it? It's super hot outside. Yeah, we may do that today. It's hot. And look, I, we're not complaining over the heat. Obviously, people in Houston down by by Corpus Christi, you got it way worse than us. Like you would like, hey, we would we would love we would love some some heat and some sunshine instead of what we got. But it, it is hot in L.A. Uh, we will whine about th- this is like the worst it gets in L.A. Like, oh, it's so hot. Like, yeah, not. And like Houston has really uh you know, terrible climate in terms of the heat normally in the summer. But uh, Vince Young was going to join us today. I think he'll join us tomorrow. Uh, obviously, from Houston, he's got a lot of, um, he's got a, he, he has a family in Houston. He's from Houston. Um, and he wanted to make sure everybody was safe before he came with us on radio and just talk football, which is great. We'll get to the press in a second. With True Car, you can find out what other people paid in the, for the same car you're looking for, new or used, visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Let's get to the press. The press. Dan Beyer, what do you got for me, Dan? Major League Baseball did officially move that Astros Rangers series to St. Petersburg, Florida, Doug. It'll be played Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Astros and Mets also scheduled for Houston this upcoming weekend. Likely to be moved to St. Pete, but nothing official for Major League Baseball. See, the Dodgers lost their first series. I know this is nonsense. Oh, yes. Lost their first series since, like, June 6th. To the Brewers. To the Brewers. Yes. Thought you'd appreciate that. 
Great uh, great weekend Fire. to be a Brewer fan. Now there's still work to be done. A lot of work to be done with the Jets, Doug. Head coach Todd Bowles, though, naming today Josh McCown as the team's starting quarterback. Week one against the Buffalo Bills, beating out an injured Bryce Petty now and Christian Hackenberg for the job. See, I, I think this was the move we thought they'd move make all along. Coach is trying to save his job, right? They're eventually going to have to play Hackenberg and see if the kid can play. But Josh McCown's a, just what they've had, just like Ryan Fitzpatrick. Two years ago, they caught lightning in a bottle. He's steady. He's fine. He won't finish the season as a starter, but he'll get them off the ground. Their season's very difficult out of the gate. Well, the Patriots today started life without Julian Edelman, and that includes quarterback Tom Brady, who did his weekly hit on WEEI. So much of you know quarterback-receiver relationship is about trust. And you know, I see things a certain way, and the receivers need to see it the exact same way in order for me to be able to really anticipate you know, where to go with the ball. And, you know, he and I just have had that. Nine years together, those two. Nine years. Nine years. Well, um, you know, it's too bad they didn't get, they get Austin Cup that, that no, plays for the Rams. He's like a, a perfect fit for that. Uh, it will be – excuse me, Cooper. I say Austin. Cooper Cup. Uh, I, was looking, Carr, I was looking at Austin yeah. Carr, who, who some people believe will be that guy to fill in. Of course, they still have Danny Amendola, right? They still have a litany of white guys. They just got to find a white guy to fit in for their – Best little white guy. That's yes. all. John Ramos thinks R2-D2 would be great for that sort of role. <laughs> Christian Christian McCaffrey is perfect for that role, right? Christian McCaffrey will play for the Patriots at some point in his career. How about this from Major League Baseball? Cub skipper Joe Madden telling the New York Times he's confident if there's a rematch with the Dodgers in the NLCS, adding, quote, I like the way we match up against them. A lot, not a little. Well, uh... what do the Dodgers always struggle with, uh, Dan Byer? Oh jeez! This year they haven't struggled with much. But well, no, but but powerful bats, uh, middle middle relief. Yeah, uh, left 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 handers, right? I mean, haven't they? Hasn't that hasn't that been the thing? I mean, I guess I think it's more his lineup is what he's talking about. But I mean, like I don't know. Is Kyle Hendrick Kyle Hendricks is not nearly what he was last year. Um, he's been good. He's been good recently. He's got his ERA down to three four five. Cubs just got to get to the rematch with the Dodgers more than anything. Yep. And of course, they went out and got Quintana, whose ERA is uh, uh, with you know he got lit up last time out by the Phillies. Uh, I'm in, I'm interested in this incarnation of the Cubs against the Dodgers. Congratulations are in order to John Ramos. Yes, for making it through eight hours well of done, John. coaching training yesterday, Good Doug, job, John. for AYSO eight to four. John Ramos was there on a Sunday afternoon, and that's the press. Hey, get out there and press. That was the press. Flyers are uh, retiring Eric Lindros' jersey. I actually had an Eric Lindros jersey. All right. Did he, he didn't come anywhere near living up to his, his billing, though, right? He was he Concussions ended his career early, didn't they? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Nick Wright will join us tomorrow, so I believe will Vince Young. Do we reset where we look at the Patriots? We'll discuss it, plus we get you ready for college football. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, Somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.